Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hey, welcome in to a free beer Friday and a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com, and you can watch the show and be a part of the show on facebook live and youtube make sure you are subscribed to pirate radio tv on youtube you'll see all of our videos including uh but we had a ton of content up there this week with mike houston donnie kirkpatrick uh blake harrell also mike schwartz following the ecu basketball win on wednesday night so all that and more available for you to check out a lot of football goodies before we head into game day saturday we'll be with you at 10 a.m on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, taking you up to the 2 o'clock kickoff. And looking forward to a fun Saturday. Looking forward to a fun Friday show right here on Pirate Radio Live. How are you feeling about the weekend? How are you feeling about anything? Let us know and uh, be a part of today's show. Coming up at around 3.30, we'll talk to Brian North, WCTI 12. We will talk high school football. As the playoffs roll on, we'll talk ECU and Houston. We will talk NFL and more with Brian North coming up at around 3.30. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, joins us at 4 o'clock. The C3 podcast rolling on. Panthers coming off a win. We'll talk about their trip to Baltimore, and we will make Week 11 NFL picks. I think for the first time ever, I was the winner last week amongst the guys and only went eight and six. So I still got a long ways to go. Chandler Honeycutt is 40 games over 500. I am six games over 500 on my picks. It's insane. Uh, But that's the way uh, it is at this moment. We will uh, make some picks for the NFL coming up in hour number two. Morgan Ehlers will be on the PA for his son, Holton Ehlers, final game at east carolina university at home on saturday we'll talk to uh morgan about all those emotions and more coming up when he joins us at five o'clock mark greenhelge golf shop radio show will join us on the program as well as uh, we'll talk about what's going on in the world of golf and football with greeny that's coming up in the five o'clock hour and uh, we'll hear from blake carroll got a lot of audio to get to as well during this three-hour journey all right let's uh see what's going on with the peoples in studio b we got shirley rhodes we got chandler honeycutt how are y'all feeling on a friday what's up clipper clipper you look great today buddy what do you mean i mean thank you but what's so great about me i don't know man you just look good today it's friday you look great you're shining wow shining with a some positive energy today i feel like you're in a good mood and when you're in a good mood, buddy, am I in a good mood? Wow, I feel like um, I feel like you're being facetious. I'm not. I, I, I but I'm I, not. But I don't think you are. I'm not. But I feel like you are. I'm not. Because I don't feel great. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I know you don't feel well, but I, I was kind of hoping I could at least tell you that you look great. 
Because, you know, I, there's people I know, Clip, mm-hmm. that when they're sick, they look sick. Yeah. When they feel bad, they look bad. Not you, buddy. <laughs> you might you might <laughs> feel bad today, but, man, do you look great. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to build me up so I will, will go to the uh, game with you tomorrow, the final home okay. game at Daddy Ficklin Stadium. You got me. I figured you out. You got me. You're trying to put it in my head that uh, that I can do this. That I you can. I can be out there in the elements amongst the people, and uh, and go to that final game tomorrow because it kind of depends on my de- attendance if ECU is going to win or not. East Carolina is undefeated at home when I go to the games this year. That is true. They are winless at home when I am not there. That's that is true. Uh, that doesn't matter, but. It kind of matters. Zero and two when Clipper's not in the stadium. Five and zero when the Clipper is in the stadium. That math can't be right. Try we, we had seven home games. Wait, have we already no, been to no, the no, one tomorrow? No. All right, we're you're, we're four and zero. <laughs> sorry, we're four and zero. It's all right. I, I do. God, I messed that up. You did. I messed that up big time. Man, huge screw up. Now I'm in a bad mood. You should be. I'm sorry. All right, we're 0-2 when Clippers not in Daddy Ficklin Stadium. We're 4-0 when Clippers in the stadium. Man, I should have said that the first time. You know what, Chandler? You you look good today. Man, thank you. Yep, you got it. All right, uh, Josh Thomas is feeling good today because uh, he said, how about that Colorado over hitting big? So it's uh, it's degenerate season. College basketball on all day. Josh sent me a laundry list of uh, his plays for this Friday. Uh, I hit a couple here uh, in the the studio. Uh, that was a reason I was flex, wa- flex on. Him. Well, that was a reason I was watching Drake and Buffalo earlier today. Also, I heard he, I heard he can really play basketball. Uh, look, he started from the bottom, and now look, he's got to be honest. I don't know if I've ever. Okay, so I've heard that part of that one song. I don't know if I've ever I've never listened to a Drake song from start to finish. It's uh it's just kinda out of my age range. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I'm sorry that you haven't. You don't need to apologize. I'm okay with it. I could do no, it. No, it could change your life. I could <laughs> It could change your life. Drake music is a life changer? Yes. I just uh I don't know, man. My I haven't I haven't heard any new songs. I'm stuck in the in my era when it comes to music, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Stay in your lane. I've heard like Little Scary came out with a new song yeah. on Monday. Man, I, I heard that one. That was a banger. That's like the only new song I've heard in the last five years. Uh, by the way, Clip, that is one reason why you should be in the stadium tomorrow. Because of our guy. Because of our boy, Isaiah Winstead. Yeah. His last game. Yeah. Stinks that this is only, his only year with the Pirates, but... Him I know. And other seniors Can we get a waiver? Can we get him back? Can we get him back? Hey, bring me back my son. Give me back my son. Um, Steve Hill says it's Saturday, the last day for local politics, bud. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. I was thinking about that. I mean, we just went through an entire era where we had a guy playing quarterback, and the only reason he was playing is because he was the PA announcer's son. Thank God that's coming to an end. I mean, now we can finally play somebody else at quarterback. And we don't have to just play favoritism. There was local politics at 12 o'clock today at UBE. And there's going to be local politics on this show today. That's right. We'll be there's t- local politics, bud. We'll be talking to the puppet master. And we'll ask Morgan Aylers, 
now that Holton has to leave, what is, what are we going to do at quarterback next year? What does he want to do? Because he's pulling the strings here. He makes the call. Who is he going to put into that quarterback position next year? I think he's going to adopt Mason Garcia, and Mason <laughs> Garcia is going to then be Mason Ehlers. <laughs> and that quarterback for the Pirates, number right. 12, Mason Ehlers. Pass by Mason Ehlers, complete to number 13, Isaiah Ehlers. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Ehlers. All right, so local politics coming to an end on a Saturday at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Um, Steve says, does Justin Bear have a son? Yeah, his name's Grizzly. <laughs> and that's the kind of jokes we're doing today, folks. That's what we're doing here on a Friday. By the way, we got 18 kings right here for you. That's one of those jokes that he just slaps you right there on the funny bone. Yeah, it just starts. It just tips over your funny box. Let's let's run it back. Uh, Steve Hill says, "Does Justin Bear have a son?" Yeah, he's got a son. Uh, I think he named uh, he named him Polar. (laughs) 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 So Steve Hill's on Facebook. He says, "Hey, does uh, Justin Bear have a son?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, he does have a son." You know what he named him? Uh, He named him the (laughs) Coveredest. This this guy's out of control. Somebody get control of this man. Dude. 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 Great piece, by the way, by Garrett Short last night on Holton Miller's and his career and his father being the PA voice, which is a coincidence. Robert Skipper is on one and YouTube. He says, quit ignoring YouTubers. You my buddy. Clip, you demand, cuzzy. Cuzzy. <laughs> He yeah. says, look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Do you think Garcia played more? Uh, yeah. I think Mason Garcia is going to play more. I think he plays more. in each of the last three games. I'm going to say he gets a series in the second quarter. Mason Garcia will see the field. Okay. Now in a quarterback for the Pirates. Mason Aylers. Mason Aylers. Reporting for Holden Aylers. Signed, Morgan Aylers. Robert says, no bad... No basketball. I can think of that. I'm no con- basketball. I'm, I'm confused. No. Basketball is my favorite sport. Because he says, because that could be looked at two ways. Did he accidentally put a T in and wanted to say no baseball? Or did he leave out a K? And, and he says, amen, brother. And say no basketball. I'm very confused. No um, basketball. But Robert, I tell you what, I'm not going to ignore you on YouTube. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to show love for my YouTube Looky here. viewers, including Michael Winstead, who says, y'all are having too much fun. Robert then says, amen, brother. It's much fi- needed. Newie. <laughs> All right. Enough on Robert. <laughs> Robert is really on the one. The skipper. He's on one more today. The skipper, too. All right. We are having fun on a Friday. I got 18 bricks right here. <laughs> Look at how. Bricked up. Uh, <laughs> 18. We are bricked up. Bricked up on a Friday. It's brick outside. I swear we did not like take drugs before the show, but now I'm on one of those natural giggle box lab, uh, yeah. highs. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we will be giving these away in hour number three, Free Beer Friday. Budweiser, King of Beers, right here for you on Pirate Radio Live. 
Shirley, how are you handling the start of this hey, show? Hey, Shirley, how are you? <laughs> I mean, y'all kind of going up back and forth. I'm just like, and you yeah, know, You know what? Good. You know why I'm in a good mood? And Well, it's because I love life. I love my job. I love the people that I work with. It's, all, it's a blessing when you're above ground. When you wake up every day and you're alive, it's awesome. It's a, it's a blessing. I'm feeling great. But tomorrow, we don't have to be in this studio until 2 o'clock in the morning. That is, uh, that's reason to celebrate. Man. Two o'clock in the morning? Well, I don't I know, I think Shirley, he could have worded that days. better. He was saying we're not going to be here till 2 a.m. Because gotcha. the game's earlier. Okay. That's what he was I, That's at. what I was trying to figure out. I was like, well, game is kicking off at 2 p.m. So what are you getting at, Chandler? But you know what? I'm following you. Let me, get the, following let me get this thing back on track here. Sure, go ahead. All right. Sorry. I uh, shouldn't have done that. Nah, you shouldn't have. Taking a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. We've had some college basketball earlier today, and Virginia Tech survived and knocked off Penn State. They are playing down in South CAC. And let me pull up the scoreboard here because you got a tournament in Myrtle Beach and a tournament going on in Charleston. And it was Virginia Tech 61-59 to over Penn State in Charleston, South Carolina. Coach Rockefort, we might need to have him on the show for an intervention. Texas A&M's lost two in a row. They lost today to Colorado 103-75. to My God! 103-75. to The God. Buffaloes taking it to the Aggies earlier today. Love the Drake. Drake knocked off Buffalo 80-72. to That game was in the Virgin Islands. Uh, Chandler, you're from there, right? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I, I saw that on the court earlier, and I said, that's going to come back to bite me right there. And it just bit hard. It, it bit hard. Salty. Uh, in the Jamaica Classic, Wake Forest and LaSalle are tied at 41. What is the nickname of LaSalle? Oh, my God. The Journeyman. That is... Now, I don't know where you pulled that from, but it is – you're very close. Like, Well, not very close, but you think, what does a journeyman do? <laughs> he journeys. He travels. Well, see, I remember LaSalle being an ECU opponent. Travels. Journeyman. He's uh, – uh, he's he's, one could say he is uh, – if he's going to different locations, maybe looking for things, he is – He's a nomad. Well, he's that, but what is he doing? He's why is he going to all these different places? He's tra- homeless. He doesn't have a home. Nah, you're getting further away from the the plot here. Okay. So he is a he's journeying from place to place. He's a journeyman. Why is he going to these places? Is he maybe looking for things? Is he? Uh, he's a yeah. He's looking. He is a discoverer. He he's uh, a discoverman. <laughs> Discover? Discoverman. Is, he, is it Christopher Columbus? <laughs> yeah, kinda. Journeyman. Um, what are they? What is he doing? He is. Uh, he's. They're uh, looking. They're discovering. They're finding. They're. they're uh, uh, I'm gonna go out in these woods and I'm gonna uh, hunt. Uh, no. Hunt. All right. I'm uh, not gonna go in the woods. I'm gonna go in these you mountains. Go urinate? No. 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 They're not the LaSalle urinators. Okay. Um. Man, they wear those hats. Where, I te- where it tells me, all right, they they travel, they journey, yeah. they're, they're, they journey, they travel, they journey, they find things, they look for things, they 
Oh, LaSalle. Got, uh, LaSalle. Not Marksman. My, um, I got my, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in these mountains here. I'm going to go in this, uh, this ocean. I'm going to swim. They're the explorers. Ah! <laughs> God! I'm so close. Oh, man. Should have said a car. Isn't there a car called an explorer? Ah, Ford. Yeah. He's Ford gonna, Explorer. He's going to hop in his Ford and Dora the Explorer. And go explore. All right. Uh, boy. Man, that was a good guess. We got now Robert and uh, Steve are both on one on God. YouTube and Facebook, and it is uh, <laughs> it's turned into a bleep show. <laughs> uh, this is fun. All of a sudden. Oh, my gosh. Winston is a good fella. Let me come to co-host. We would have a ball. Please no more basketball. <laughs> Michael Winston says, thank you, Robert Skipper. Robert Skipper says, AAU has ruined basketball. <laughs> Robert Skipper says, looky here. Robert Skipper says, he ain't all dark. Dar equals there for happiness. See ignoring Skip again. What is happening? Grizzly Adams. What is happening? Oh, my goodness gracious. One of those shows, huh? And then there's Randolph. Howdy, guys. What's up, Randolph? (laughs) What's up, Randolph? What's your score prediction, Randolph? You're pretty good at this. Yeah, give us a score prediction. Give me a score for ECU and for Houston. Uh, Chandler, let's get a Friday vibe check for East Carolina and Houston. Uh, Vibe check's good. Vibe check is good. It was seven, six and a half, maybe, earlier this week. I'm going to say it's up to an eight now. Really like EC on a bounce back. Tough loss at Cincinnati last week. This is a Houston defense that is just really, really bad at football. Yeah. You you give up, what, 36, 37 to Temple? That's not good. This is an offense that East Carolina has. That can be frustrating at times, but I feel like at – as the season has come along, as the season draws to a to an end, this offense is clicking right now, uh, especially when, when you have that home run hitter and keep Mitchell on the field, which he will be back. When you have a home run hitter at receiver like a C.J. Johnson, which he will be back. Johnson. Uh, Johnson. That's exactly right. When you have those guys on the field, you have the potential to put up a lot of points, which I think the Pirates could do tomorrow. And I really like this defense, too. But you got to get a guy in Clayton Tune. Tune. You got to get in tune with Tune. You got to get to him. You got to get to him often. Get him off his rocker. Have him throw some errant throws, which we saw last week. I don't know if I mentioned this on the air. Cincinnati's quarterback, garbage. He's garbage. Missed a lot of throws last week. Let's get Clayton. He's not going to be that type of quarterback. Clayton Tune's going to be on target. But to get him off target defensively, we have to cause some pressure up front. Harold's got to, you know, uh, draw up some blitz plays. And let's get to Clayton Tune. Let's get in tune with Tune. But right now, I'm feeling really good. I think both the offense can come out there and explode and put up a lot of points. And I feel good about this defense getting off the field and giving that offense the ball back where they can go and score more points. So uh, I'm going to say my vibe is at eight. All right. Uh, Chandler, high on the vibe chart. You did say something there I wanted to address. You said you got to get him off his rocker. Now, is that a sports term, football term I'm unaware of? Or? See, no, it's not. But I like to incorporate it in sports because, you know, when I go out and have a good time at a bar, maybe like the buck, the buck, the buck. I get off my rocker. Off um, your rocker is a term for like a, a crazy person, right? So you get crazy. Well, I get crazy. You get crazy out there. And when, you can also mean it like you're drunk. So what do you mean when you say we need to get Clayton Tune off his rocker? Have him go crazy. Just have him, just literally have him hallucinating. Okay. Have him like Sam Darnold ah, seeing ghosts. Seeing ghosts. 
I, you know what? Now you're now now you're uh, now you're with me. But get him off his rocker. Make him crazy. Make him go crazy. Speaking of seeing ghosts, uh, I did not watch one second of the football game last night because I saw that the movie Smile was available on Paramount Plus. Oh my gosh! That uh, so that means the creepy girl that's at the sporting events is not yeah. doing that anymore. Well, no. I mean, it's been out for a while. Oh. But anyway, um, so I watched that movie last night, and it was it was. It was all right i feel like it could have been better but it was it was good for a scare a lot of jump scares and when i'm watching uh scary movies i'm a, a giant yellow-bellied coward so like if i feel one of those jump scares coming i like look at my phone and kind of half uh-huh. look at the tv yeah yeah but you're yes. one of those guys yeah I, I, a a, i'm a wimp i don't you're want those wimp. jump scares in my life you're a wimp take it like a man i can't man Why? I, watch watch those jump scares like a man and then when the uh so when there's a jump scare the music always hits big too mm-hmm. so i'll let it hit and then i'll kind of glance at the tv and see what the jump scare is yeah i when i when i was little and used to watch scary movies whenever i knew i had a that sense of uh fear coming i used to always think of like you know funny stuff you know try to keep me back in a good mood and not you know so scared where i'm gonna you know urinate my pants what 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 was your point there i I was just trying to help you out like i I, when i I used to be when i was eight years old i used to be scared of scary movies oh yeah all right and i used to think of like funny things to like oh i see what you're saying all right okay thanks man all right you must have not heard what i said no i didn't i I really tailed off and i was like chandler's talking and the only thing you heard was me say it urinate my pants (laughs) all right yeah no wonder you were confused when you don't listen to the conversation and the only thing you listen to is me say urinate my pants, then yeah, okay, I can see why you're confused. What's an example, if I use your strategy next scary movie I watch, what's an example of a funny thing I could think of? Oh, wow. People falling. You know, people falling. So there's Anything good. like that. So the girl is opening up a door slowly. We know there's going to be something bad on the other yeah. side. When she uh, turns that knob, I'm immediately thinking of like an old man falling. Yeah. Maybe a kid getting hit in the head with yes, the ball. perfect. Perfect yeah. example. Uh, I've used that a few times. There was a great, like that video of the kid running the baseline and somebody shoots a half-court shot and just drills the kid in the head. Yes. Sniper shot, takes him down. Uh, Good idea, Chandler. Yes. I'm going to incorporate that to my next movie viewing. Thank me later. Uh, I'll thank you now. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Don't mention it. UMBC, what kind of dog is their nickname, Chandler? They are... Oh, my God. They're going to bring you something. They're going to go... They're going to hound you. (laughs) A hound dog. <laughs> I love this segment. <laughs> are they a hound dog? Are they, Chandler. They're gonna, oh, they're a retriever. They are they're a retriever. retriever. Very good. <laughs> they're going to hound they you. Ain't a hound dog. UMBC up 47 to 35 as we look at basketball scores here on a Friday. Uh, Wake Forest up on the south, 48-42 in the Wake second Forest. half. Murray State, the racers up on UMass, 34 to 31. We won't let Shirley say their name. Uh, Old Dominion, a seven-point lead over Furman at the half as they play in Charleston. So uh, keeping an eye on the scores on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubug. Dubug, what do you got next? Because I have something here that uh, I thought would be a pretty cool topic of discussion that might last 30 seconds. Uh, Okay, go ahead. Uh, Well, you know that the Bills and Browns game got moved to Detroit. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is due to this. Look how much snow is in that stadium. Mm. I mean, here. Look at this. Look. 
what are you gonna do uh put it in front of the camera so so i, I read that snow like or it might be clear like clear skies on sunday but the problem is when you have that much snow that getting people snow. in and out players staff people that work the game and being able to actually get to the stadium and all that so mm. that's the major issue issue right now but like these seats are covered the aisles between the seats i believe if you were to try to walk down it it might be up to your chest um no doubt i mean that is i I don't think i've ever seen that and i'm not from that area that's probably something that they get at least two or three times a year but that is a lot of snow where like where it's kind of concerning and kind of scary but uh yeah so a lot of people were saying like man why are you moving the game i think that's a good reason why because that is a lot of snow to try to remove from a stadium before sunday that it is brad says uh think of chandler saying e-roll being next time you think of something funny that doesn't that's not funny that makes me angry that? that was brad saw brad heading into Minji's uh wednesday night he was hoping that we were going to be doing a three-point contest i did oh yeah that that's right he said on that twitter that would be fun you know i thought about something last night i don't know if this would be interesting or not but you have halftime horse at Minji's. And if you want to shorten it, you can call it halftime horse and you just play to ECU. And you have, like, you can do students. I'm not saying me or Chandler or anybody. That's what I'm saying. But that would be cool. But you have, like, you do it game one of the season. How many home games do you have a year? Like 20 probably? Like you have 18 home games or whatever? So you start week one, game one, and you got two students out there playing. And it's winner stays. So whoever wins is there at next game's halftime. And you got to knock him out. Yeah. And, like, in advance. and see who uh, is left standing at the end of the year. Or maybe you do a tournament. Like if a, one student wins uh, three games during the season, he's automatically put into the finals or something. That's a good idea. But just something, some halftime horse. Um, just to add, so what do they do during halftime, Chandler? The dance team does a routine. Dance team does something. Uh, band cranks it up a little bit for sure in terms of cranking it up, and I believe they might have, they might have some of the, sort of those games that they play. Yeah, there might be um, a game or two, but they also, but they, there's a period where we're just kind of sitting there waiting for the teams to come back on the court and do layups. I feel like we could do like a quick three minute game of ECU or something. Wow. I mean, I, I like that game. And the winner stays. And yes, I am, um, you know, putting myself into the pot. Of oh, yeah. Do you mind putting my name in there? Too? Chandler's, Chandler's in there as well. Um, I think you'd be very surprised with my stroke, my basketball stroke. All right. Uh, I think I've seen it. I think I can tell that you've shot a basketball before. You oh, know, yeah, when they bring, they bring fans on the court and to do these things. Yeah. You can tell if they've ever like played even pickup basketball. Yeah, you can tell right away. Oh yeah, I used to do it a lot in, in gym. I played. People don't know this. I was on a basketball team when I was in seventh grade. I broke my arm in September of eighth grade. Mm. Five months to the day, I broke it again in the same spot. Mm. What did I do? I played basketball. Or I tried out for the basketball team my eighth grade year with a cast on. With a broken freaking arm. And I made the first cuts. 
God, Se- y'all are terrible. Second cuts. I mean, I was doing fast break drills with one arm, brother. <laughs> with one arm. The one arm man. I was dishing those basketballs out with one arm. Could and you... The, um, the basketball coach was also the baseball coach. He said, hey, man, look, here's a good reason why we're cutting you. Your arm's broken. And we need and you, you for, suck at basketball. And no, no, no. I had I had one rebound the year before, um, but he told me, "Hey, we need you for baseball." Oh yeah, because he, he was also the baseball. Coach. Go focus on baseball, son. Um, I broke my arm again, so I never played baseball. <laughs> and what people don't know is the coach actually broke it. You see these scars? So you wouldn't clip? have to play baseball. You see these scars? Want to know how I got these scars? Want to know how I got these scars? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty brutal, man. Yeah, I'm glad that you're here talking to us today. Do you think you could snap a long snap of football with one hand? With one hand? Yeah. I had the, my backup used to do that in high school. I I don't care about him. I'm asking about you. Could I do it? That's for losers. I said, could you? Oh, if I had to, it's like say if I had. Surely, like, take us to break. No, 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 don't. I love this segment. So you're saying if I didn't have an arm at all, could I do it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> A long sniper can do anything. Once you find out how to do it with two hands, yeah, you can do it with your feet if you wanted to. I mean, you can do it with your feet. How's that work? You want me so, to show you? I would love to. Yeah, I mean. So you kind of like froggy style over the ball, feet around the football. Yes. I guess you got to jump kind of. If I was to get on America's Got Talent, I would I would at least make it through the first round. It's that much of a You're talent. a big first round cut guy. Yes. Yes. I can get. Look, if I can get through the first round. I'm golden. I'm golden. So, but yeah, there's a little bit of history. There. All right, there you go. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. Brian North joins us. We'll talk football. Hey, uh, guy on YouTube, Robert. We're gonna talk uh, football when we return. Brian North after this. Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in your very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Old Dominion uh, going to be a challenge for the Pirates as they were last year. Played in a couple of uh, tough games against the Monarchs, and EC was able to win both of them a year ago. They'll go on the road to face ODU this year. Right now, Old Dominion. They were underdogs today. They hung with Virginia Tech yesterday, about mounted a big comeback, but came up short. Today, they were dogs against Furman. They lead by seven at the half as they play uh, down in South Carolina, 34-27. That score 
on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Uh, LaSalle uh, had the lead for a lot of the first half against Wake Forest, but the Demon Deacons have taken over this one. They lead 59-49 to as they play in Jamaica, and then a wild reverse layup goes 61-49. They play on CBS Sports Network, Demon Deacons over the Explorers on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. All right, we will now head out to the Pit Electric Live line and talk to Brian North. He joins us here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Brian, how you doing today? I'm cold. <laughs> Old and cold. Not a good combo. No, no, not at all. Old and cold. I've always heard, like, you you Yankee folk, uh, you come down here and say, oh, this ain't cold. You know, I, I, thought, I figured you'd be used to the cold temps. Nah, I'm still good on this stuff. Still doesn't mean you like it. I mean, that's why all this Yankee folk moved down here. Get <laughs> a little bit warmer, but yeah, now it's uh, it's you know it's playoff football for real when it gets this cold. That is true. I guess uh, let's hit on that real quick, Brian. Give us an update on where we are as far as uh, teams in the East football wise. Who who's uh, playing tonight? Uh, what are we in the Eastern semis at this point? Um, we are in the third round, which is. Still, uh, Eastern quarterfinals. Okay. Uh, they have the extra round of the playoffs. So, um, we still have obviously New Bern undefeated Bears uh, in action tonight. They're going to host Jordan out of uh, Durham. Jordan has a 2,000 yard rusher, so it's strength on strength of two uh, rushing teams. Jacksonville out of the Big Carolina still alive. They're the 20th seed, and that's crazy. They're hosting a game. They're hosting 28th seed Triton. So, been a lot of upsets on that side of the 3A bracket. In 2A, you've got uh, the two Duplin County schools, East Duplin and Wallace Rose Hill, still alive. Uh, East Duplin hosting Clinton, who they have a lot of history with. Wallace Rose Hill's on the road at Nash Central, right down the road from you at Rocky Mount. In 1A, Tarboro. Tarboro, Tarboro, Tarboro. They're hosting their friends from Riverside out of Williamston, who they beat 50-14 to earlier this year. We think it might be a little closer than that tonight, but still everyone expecting Tarboro to advance. And we have the eight-man state championship game tonight between your John Paul, the two Saints yeah. at the Parrot Academy, uh, where they scored 126 points three weeks ago between the two in a, a buzzer beater. When uh, I've never seen that before. Parrot Academy, a 75-yard touchdown pass, which was not a Hail Mary, but a 75-yard touchdown pass, the time expired to win at 66-60 to 60 last time they played. Awesome. So uh, looking forward to that one tonight. Brian North will have the highlights coming up tonight. WCTI 12 as they continue on in the high school football playoffs pirate football one more home game to go senior day tomorrow brian and a special one uh because with the covid year we have gotten to know these guys very well uh holding nailers namely but xavier smith miles berry uh and others playing for the last time also uh these guys that we've barely got to know like isaiah winstead ryan jones who have been around here a year or two but it'll be uh Special day, emotional day out at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium coming up tomorrow. Uh, Justin Bear from ECU Marketing said make sure you're in your seat by 1.30 and uh, give these guys an ovation tomorrow. Yeah, senior day is always interesting, especially when you have the local guys. And, you know, Holton Mailers, the story we've been following for, you know, you really think about it close to 10 years. Five years playing. He was heavily recruited starting, you know, like his sophomore year of uh, – D.H. Conley, and, you know, he's been going to games forever, so there's always been that speculation. So this has been a love affair going on for a long, long time and uh, culminates with, I guess, has nobody checked on this? Morgan will not be announcing uh, the, the senior stuff. I guess he'd be on the field with, with Holton. So um, 
yeah, it'll be a cool, emotional experience and hoping it uh, ends well. You always want it to end well for those guys who have done so much to help turn around the culture of the program. And so I'd love to see them go out with a big win over Houston. Well, it sets up for what should be a good offensive day for Holt Naylor's and the Pirates. They play a Houston team that can't stop anybody and uh, they gave up 77 points a few weeks ago to smu i think you know <laughs> they also gave up like 36 to temple who can't score at all right. so like they right. that might be more uh, you know shocking than the 77 but uh should be set up for east carolina to score some points should be a good game too uh brian both of these teams houston still has hopes for a championship now they need to win and and obviously have a lot of things happen but they still have that carrot at the end of the stick for east carolina it's getting to win number seven potentially eight and potentially nine we went back earlier this week and look brian um i think it was out of 58 59 ecu football seasons uh the pirate teams hit nine wins 11 times so trying to hit nine wins for the 12th time this season kind of puts in perspective you know how, how good this team is compared to some other pirate teams yeah, it helps when they went to the the 12-game schedule here uh, yeah. years ago. But, no, it's still rarefied air. And and um, for, for ECU, you know, we always talk about being a football school, but it's tough out there when it comes to football and trying to get to those elite levels like that, and especially where they were five years ago, uh, six years ago, when this recruiting class came in, you know, to be back at this pinnacle. And you wish they were still playing for a conference championship or at least had that carrot dangling, but I still think there's a lot to play for Mike Houston has been such a great motivator. Um, you know, he is good as advertised when he has come in, I think, about turning the program around and being a good motivator and, and getting this team back to uh, relevancy. And if he sticks around and Cincinnati and Houston and Central Florida all leave the conference, you know, they could become the bullies of the AAC if, uh, if everyone will allow them to. So, um, he's been great, but I'd love to see that senior class. I think they'll be very highly motivated. What we normally see on senior days is what? Underclassmen have great days and carry them because yeah. they want to win for their seniors, and the seniors are so emotionally invested. Speaking of underclassmen, Brian, uh, we might see some Mason Garcia yeah. here in these last three games and uh, and get him on the field, get him some real game experience so he won't be completely shell-shocked when he takes over next season. So that's something to, uh, to keep an eye on. And maybe some other young guys, as you mentioned, yeah. Uh, that can kind of step up, help out those pressure-laden seniors, and might see some uh, some new faces here these last few games. I really think that's been a great game plan, to be honest with you, trying to redshirt him if he chooses to stick around, and you never know with the way the, uh, the transfer portal is these days with kids. But he's a guy who's been invested. He's played. He's had his moments so far. But to get him build up a little bit more in these last three games, kind of ramping up to go into next season, I, I think is a great move and get him comfortable over that situation, I think that's been a pretty good job by the coaching staff to do that. You always worry that you know a guy is not going to stick around that you've invested so much in because of the transfer portal these days. But um, let's find out. Let's see if Mark Mason Garcia can play or if they need to go a different direction because it's always tough when you lose a, a four- to five-year starter or even a three-year starter, even a two-year starter, and then have to break in a new quarterback the following year. It's always there's always some growing pains when that happens, but um, I, I like this plan. I, I think it's a pretty good one. Also coming up this weekend, NC State taking on Louisville. Did you see the story about the former state football player who was arrested and charged with stalking and uh, communicating threats to, to Dave Doran uh, North? Crazy story here. I, I must have missed that. Wow. Uh, ch- check this one out. Uh, Joseph Bolatapelli. Uh, 22 years old. He was on the 2018 and 19 NC State football teams, transferred to Maryland, 
then was back in the portal um and it says that he he tweeted out i guess uh i'm gonna get him i promise dave doran and the rest and he had been sending like texts being around the uh wolf pack facilities and things like that and um i guess uh they finally arrested him and uh from what i read he was out on bail so uh just a a crazy story going on there in raleigh i don't remember uh ever hearing anything like this not to that degree you hear people upset with coaches you hear them go no that's the that's a new one on me and dave doran generally has a pretty good track record when it comes to his former players and and stuff so that's um well, that's still slightly disturbing, especially with the nature of things going on in our country with the latest violence and um, gun control and all these different things that we are dealing with in our country. That's always unsettling when you're dealing with more than 100 kids in your program and trying to keep everybody happy. Yeah. You're never going to accomplish it. And that's where the transfer portal has been good, right? If you don't like it, leave, uh, which I think a lot of coaches are okay with for the most part because they don't want people spoiling their program. So don't like it. Get out of here, Bill. Thanks for your service. So, uh, no, that's, uh, that's a crazy little story. I'll have to look into that a little bit more. But that's, uh, that's real interesting. He was uh, – so he went to Heritage High School, oh. coached oh. by Tory Holt. Um, and he was a three-star. And he says that uh, – WREL says he was seen on several occasions near Doran's place of work and sent numerous text messages threatening Doran and other staff members. So something to, to keep an eye on there. Check that one out, Brian. Yeah, 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 that's great. Yep, wild stuff. All right, back to uh, the football field. North Carolina in action against Georgia Tech. And it's so funny because North Carolina, before just about every season, they get the top 25 vote or two, and they're the most overrated team in the country seemingly every year. And this year, you could argue they're, I don't know if underrated, but maybe undermentioned just because of their record, just one loss. And now uh, are going to go into an ACC championship game against Clemson where they have a great chance to win. Can Clemson hang with them offensively? I don't know. And they could end this thing with one loss, but nobody's going to give them a shot to make it to the uh, the playoff. They could sit here, Brian, 11-1 and one, and then 12-1 and one and uh, be on the outside looking in. Which is, I think, the way Mac Brown really likes it. I think he's enjoyed the lack of attention that's gone along with this program. Yeah, it's probably helped him. Start, yeah. Yeah, right. And now they're going to probably start getting attention and then they'll probably screw it all up, but just think about this, and, and North Carolina's been in a lot of close games. I have not really delved, uh, gotten into the numbers a whole lot, but it feels like every week they're in some kind of crazy shootout. The defense is better, but Drake May, as everybody's making his case now to be a Heisman contender, I think about if he was not the quarterback, what their record would probably be this year. And I don't think it would be uh, wherever they are, 8-1, and 9-1 and one at this point. Uh, that guy has been magical and a really good leader. And look, North Carolina's talented. Mac Brown has recruited a lot of really good players there. But it's like Drake May has been that glue this year to kind of get them over the hump in all these crazy games. So um, I just don't know if people trust North Carolina because of the closeness of all the games that they've been involved in this year. Brian North joining us. Always a game or two with college football playoff implications this weekend. It'll be TCU at Baylor, the Horn Frogs 10-0, and number four in the college football playoff rankings, and uh, continue to get by, and uh, they'll try to win on the road in Waco this weekend. And then Saturday night, uh, you're one of Lincoln Raleigh, and he's got uh, at UCLA, Brian, and uh, right now the Trojans, the last man standing in the Pac-12, 
and they've got a favorable schedule. Not that it's easy, but if they win, they can climb up in the rankings. They got UCLA, they got uh, I think Notre Dame left, and then a Pac-12 championship. So if they get those wins, and then you see a loss or two ahead of you, they, Lincoln Riley could find himself in the playoff this year. So big one against uh, Chip Kelly and the Bruins Saturday night. That would uh, be interesting as well. And look, his name has carried a lot of weight when it comes to college football. And let's face it, a lot of what happens in college football is name recognition. And and you have to kind of be in the mix in order to be in the mix, if you know what I mean, right? I mean, if you're on the outside, we've seen this with Central Florida in the past and other teams that are not in the mix early, and then you're scratching, clawing, trying to fight to get in, and there's no margin for error. And so it's helped USC a little bit in that sense they've had that, but at the same time, there is no margin for error for them. So. Uh, they have to take care of business, as with TCU. I'd love for TCU to run the table and get in there just because I like it when teams that are not named Alabama and Clemson and uh, Georgia get into these deals. So uh, it upsets the apple cart for all the SEC people who claim that if TCU and the SEC, they'd be the third-best team in the West. So uh, I like it when, that, when they take care of business like that. Brian North joining us. Panthers quarterback roulette has uh, landed on Baker Mayfield again due to an injury from P.J. Walker. Sam Darnold back as well. They travel to Baltimore. Brian, uh, how about my commanders picking up a win over the Eagles on Monday night? No more undefeated teams in the NFL. So craziness all over the place. Aaron Rodgers uh, finally got a win against Dallas. They lose last night to Tennessee. And uh, just when you think you're starting to figure things out in the NFL, something happens, right? And your commanders, what, have the Texans next? And then who after that? They've got some winnable games. They, get they got Texans, Falcons, and then two with the Giants, which I think are extremely winnable and also which makes me terrified because we've shown we can beat the one of the best teams on the road, and they've also lost to, you know, the freaking Lions. So who knows? Well, it's when teams finally figure out. I, and I, I think I mentioned this earlier this year. If I, if I didn't, I'm going to take credit for mentioning it anyways. We're seeing now, we're not seeing the number of 300-yard passers that we used to see in the NFL. Yeah. We're seeing a, a, a going back to the old running game, right? Teams that can run it, control the clock, and play defense. are That's the formula for winning now. That's what the Panthers are, are doing again. And we'll see if Baker Mayfield, because remember when Baker was starting, they, he was still throwing it around a lot. Ever since P.J.'s been in, it's handed off to Dante Foreman and let the defense do the rest. And that's been a good enough formula for them. Uh, it worked for the commanders the other night. And I think we're seeing that around the NFL. Control the clock. Don't throw it 50 times unless you've got somebody who's great, but very few teams do because quarterbacks have been switching things around. So run the ball, play defense, boring football, but winning football is better than than losing football. Yeah, I was going to say the TikTok generation probably didn't like uh, Monday night's game, but I sure love to get three yards of play convert that third and short and uh move the sticks and there you go and um what what a plan and uh, what execution by ron rivera in washington the other night brian north joining us brian how about this start to the ecu basketball season just incredible uh you've got the 16 point deficit to mercer the uh what was it 19 you're down 23 to 4 against presbyterian and then you're down 17 the other night you're down 13 with seven and a half and go on a 20-0 run Mike Schwartz's team, 3-0, and the most unconventional 3-0 and I can recall. Yeah. We obviously know it's not going to be sustained. You can't keep doing this. You can't do it in a neutral side or on the road like uh, like on Monday against Indiana State. But I tell you what, it's been fun to watch live, Brian. I've enjoyed it. 
I, I've always called it the, the NASCAR philosophy, right? It was someone a long time ago in NASCAR said, if you're not going to win, at least wreck so you can get on TV and, <laughs> you know, uh, get your brand there. But always be interesting, right? So uh, ECU, they've not been good in the first half, but they've been interesting because they're now all of a sudden three games of second half comebacks. It, is, uh, it certainly will get your attention, even if you're not going to be great, it gets your attention of, oh, okay, uh, we've got a little pattern going on here, and, and now we'll see as they leave Minji's Coliseum and uh, go on these Thanksgiving tournaments that everybody goes on. But, um, look, it's better than going 0-3. I think Michael Schwartz will take it. Uh, but the only thing it guarantees is you have three wins this season. So uh, college basketball can get uh, very brutal in a hurry if you let it. And so we'll see what happens. But uh, so far, so good. The glass half-full guy, Clip, who I see out there cheering on his Pirates, uh, it's good because it's comeback wins. Um, negative Nancy over the corner says, ah, they'll get there soon because they're getting these too big of holes. But No doubt. Look, long season, long season, long season. So let's see what happens. But I like what I see so far. At least it's, they're exciting, and uh, we have a storyline to talk about in the media. Let me give uh, some credit to the former coach, too. Uh, we're giving credit to the current coach for keeping these guys uh, together and, and credit to the guys for buying in. But Joe Dooley uh, recruited some pretty good players here. Javon Small has made a, uh, a the opposite of Small leap uh, his freshman to sophomore year. Brandon Johnson looks like a real player, the way he can go beyond the three-point line and shoot it. And R.J. Felton is still kind of, I think, figuring out what he is on the court. He's a really good defender, an incredible athlete. That three-point shot comes and goes. Uh, but uh, the Pirates had a little something to work with uh, that they had left over with the uh, subtractions of Suggs and uh, Newton, Tristan Newton, who had a triple-double uh, earlier this week, Brian. Yeah, and that's the transfer portal deal is always going to be tough. And, and teams that can keep people around. I heard somebody talking about this the other day. Even with Duke and their one and done, the last time, you know, when they win national championships because they have one or two guys who stuck around two, three, four years that they can kind of build around a little bit, and then they get the, the nuclear power one and done guys that come in. You still need three to four year guys in your program to kind of build around and, and understand the program, the culture, the continuity, even where to go to class, how to get around campus, where to go eat. You just have to have guys like that in your program, which we've always talked about is an issue with ECU, keeping guys. They need to be a school that keeps guys in their program for the full four years in order to keep building on that. So uh, you've got a few guys that you're building on that were carryovers from last year until your new guys can kind of let their talent take over when they get comfortable. North, always enjoy the chat, man. Uh, What's your plans for the weekend? Good question. I'm trying to sneak out of the house for senior day. You know, I've been covering Holton a long time. I I may – not be a Brian Bailey here, but uh, I've been covered Colton for a long time, and I'd like to see him in his final game. You're at least like a step uncle or a uncle in law at this point. I'm, a, I'm the distant third cousin who shows up for the holidays, <laughs> uh, but when I show up, I make my presence felt. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know. So, um, so I'd like to sneak out and see that. We'll see. You know, it's always. Uh, I'm always tired when the when the when the calendar hits November. I'm just tired from uh, from the schedule that I work. So. Um, We'll see. But, yeah, that's my plan is to try and sneak out and get up there for at least a little bit. Good deal. We'll lobby a phone call tomorrow, uh, see if we can chat with you in the 1 o'clock hour leading up to the 2 o'clock kickoff. Appreciate your time as always, Brian. Uh, enjoy the, uh, I guess, high school football tonight. We'll check you out on WCTI 12. Wearing the long pants for the first time on a Friday night. So, <laughs> yep, it's that time of year. Well, that's the way it goes. Brian North joining us here on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. Thank you, North. We'll take a timeout when we return. We'll wrap up hour number one. Get you set for hour two where we'll talk NFL with Tony Dunn 
C3 podcast. Panthers coming off a win. Can they get a road win? They are big dogs. Heat pounding. Is Chandler back? No. <laughs> Tony and I picked the Panthers to win last week. We'll uh, tell you about our picks as well. We'll wrap up our one when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear now back to the show <laughs> it's the meeting of the bros up in the studio welcome back need some beer for the weekend the jarvis street bottle shop near christie's Pub is a specialty shop selling craft domestic and import brews along with wine and growlers Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries, along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. I don't know what happened to our regular guest. He's he's here. Oh, he's out there in the lobby. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry to, uh, Tony Dunn. We've, we're taking a uh, slight detour here we'll get tony uh on in just a moment but joining us in studio co-host of pirate radio live bryce williams is back hello bryce good to hey, see you hey two times in one week it's what a i'll what, take it uh, two what for a, one. like homecoming Dang, what a treat right. uh troy d is here and to my left yep the captain is back there he is oh shane carden home shane carden this is a great homecoming so far First time in what, five, six years? Five years, and it is very different than the last time I was here. What's that, everything? Everything, man. I mean, this, the, the football facilities look amazing. And I walked up, we drove up, and the, the tower, I mean, that's so intimidating, drive up to that. How amazing is that, man? A little better than the old, uh, what they call it? Trust box in the sky. Trailer in the sky. Trailer in the sky. Mobile home, yeah. yeah. No, you start with that, and the whole football facilities, man, looks so great walking through there. I mean, it looks first class. Um just stoked yeah you haven't been back since all that stuff's been built you had a chance to uh, actually talk with holt nailers uh, a little bit earlier what did you guys discuss just talked about how you know proud and i know from other alumni how proud we are of what they've done you know holton and then his class and that group man dealing with someone so much adversity you know coming in to the program they came into and turning around and where we are now we talked about this when i called in from a few states away a couple miles away um (laughs) Just that, you know, you're, you're looking at last year how stoked we were for a bowl game, and then now we're sitting here, hey, we should have been in the conference game. Man, what a, what a what a step that is in the right direction. You know, let's not get away from the fact that now we're sitting here wanting a conference championship. Man, two years ago, five years ago when I was here, it was like, hey, can we make sure we get more than four wins? You know what I mean? So, like, let's let's appreciate what's going yeah, on right now. Can we now. just not get embarrassed? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, so let's appreciate, you know, what's going on right now and this senior group that's just put everything into it and had to deal with a lot of you know, I remember situations. talking to you at uh, the Pirate Radio football kickoff party. Wasn't it ahead of the James Madison game against Mike Houston? And I, I remember you saying, like, this first game's so important. You put in all that work <laughs> this offseason, and you let that one go, and then you're, like, looking like, uh-oh, here we go again. I remember that conversation. Yeah, another teammate uh, remind me who's about to be here, JT Boyd, um, remind me that was the last game we were at. And then to think about, yeah, you're right, Mike Houston was coaching on the other sideline to see that and – what a different feeling it was five years ago coming back into that uh, into that whole 
you know, locker room and office over there and, you know, getting invited into Coach Houston's office and be able to talk to him. I mean, it was so special. And for me personally, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of Coach Houston from what I've seen, um, you know, dealing with the program myself, trying to get it going. Um, and, uh, you know, just like as all coaches do, you steal stuff from each other. You know, you see what he says, and, oh, man, that sounded great, or that's working good, and you take that, and you, you put it in your own words into your own program. We uh, Bryce, great interview with uh, Shane on Wednesday. Oh, thank you. Check thank it out. You. I was it. really impressed with you. He, was, he did thank an awesome I had no idea you had that in you. Well, you know, when you have an easier, easy uh, interview, e. E, yeah. you know, it makes things go, go pretty smoothly, <laughs> and obviously a great buddy, and uh, we've got a lot of memories, so it made, made it easy. Very special relationship between you two. I thought the kiss on the lips was a little much when you first yeah. read it. But <laughs> it hey, look, y- y'all are very good teammates. You can't so. fight that wasn't on air, so you can't, <laughs> you can't Sorry, yeah. sorry. That was off the air. Yeah, my yeah. bad. Come on. I told Shane, I said, it's funny now, because you've been gone long enough now. It's going to cut one of, you know, one of two ways here. It's either going to be like uh, and you brought your lovely wife here with you too, so Absolutely. she's getting to see Greenville for the first time. But it, I, I, I was telling her it's going to be like, oh my God, the le-, like I, I texted a couple people, the yeah. legends in town, yeah. Shane Card, or who's this guy? Yeah, <laughs> who is he? Old not, news. Yeah, the well, students. I was, just, I was just telling him, I was like, yeah, you know, you go run into people like through this through the uh, football facility. Like, hey, I'm Shane. They're like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, I know you are. Like, hey, I'm Shane. They're like. So why are you in this room right now? <laughs> yeah. uh, I played here a little while ago. Like, yeah. Damn, I really am the old head now. Yeah. Not, that's okay. That's, 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 that's fine. That's fine. You have to educate them, or you have to <laughs> tell them to back down. It was that's neat. what Bryce was for. That's, that's yeah, why I had Bryce yeah, walking yeah. with me. I'm here. You talked about meeting Gerard when you played David Gerard yeah. and what that meant, and yeah. now it's kind of like you meeting Holden and the fraternity of players quarterbacks the family and uh, that was pretty cool to hear and now you're right you are one of the old guys the people looking up to you when you uh how about when you talk to donnie kirkpatrick or you mentioned you still talk to ruff and and lincoln riley are you talking to them as a former player or as a a coach now that you're in that fraternity type thing yeah i was you know i walked into dk's office and um yeah it was a bit of both i mean obviously um as a former player and then you know being being here for as long as I did and how much my parents came around you know my parents came very close to a lot of those coaches so you know his first yeah. question you know how are your folks and this and that and um, I think it was a little more you know when you first see back with these guys like DK and Tripp it's definitely more former player and then as you kind of keep talking it's more like you kind of get into the coaches talk yeah, a little bit more cool. and yeah. it's, it's a very cool relationship because there is a bit of a fraternity and you know, I, I, I'm going to be walking, rocking all my ECU stuff uh, tomorrow, but today I had to rock my high school because I am a high school coach. Now, what is that? That oh, looks yeah. like a hat Clip would wear right there. Yeah. What is that? Well, we, I, you know, we can get you guys sent in. This is the Wolverines right we'll here. Hook you That's up with nice. Here, so we'll maybe Wolverines. I know yeah. you've seen the movie Red Dawn. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so it's one of my we're favorite in the movies. mountains. We're the Wolverines. Oh, I mean, that's guys, awesome. I mean, it's, it's perfect for it. Yeah. But, so I had to rock that today for my guys. So nice. my seniors uh, see this today, man. They're, they're, we just finished up our season, so I had to shout out to those guys. And you took them to the playoffs first time First time. Six Long years, time. Yeah, yeah, first time in six years. So that was really special. And that was my first uh, first freshman class. Four years later, seniors to do that. So that was pretty pretty special sharing with those guys. Clip, we were talking at uh, lunch with Shane about you know the NIL deals and how he kind of unfortunately <laughs> missed the boat on because he would have yeah. been really popular. You know, a likable QB that has success, he would have made a mint. Um, but unfortunately, you know, that was one of those things that you didn't get to benefit from. Right. But these guys nowadays, you yeah. know, that would have been something you would have been right in the middle of, probably. No, and it's a, you laugh. Like, you're kind of jealous about it, but you're also very just appreciative that this has happened, right? It's, it's needed to have happened. Mm-hmm. And now the rules, maybe they need to clear some things up, but as a former player, shoot, man, you guys go do your thing. Get as much as you can, as you can. Not everyone's going to go to the NFL. Not everyone's going to make a bunch of money playing football after this. So let's make sure these guys get some money now playing for what they're doing, right? It's a great thing. Yeah, and look, Back, 
could have had a few more under the table deals going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, how many five and two like <laughs> uniforms were floating around that you got no piece of the pile? I wrote a great article. You know, we did go to school. I was here. I wrote a great article um, on how much money we were actually getting paid, and I think it came down to like three forty nine, three dollars forty nine cents a meal on what we were actually paid at that time. <laughs> Sitting there looking in, in the bookstore at a $50 Nike jersey with a number five. Didn't say yeah. Carton. wasn't me. Right. Yeah. It was just number five. But $50. that's why people were buying it because it was your number. <laughs> right. And, and two yeah. is the same thing. The funniest thing about that class is it was me and Hardy in that class and a couple of non-athletes and they were questioning, you know, why right. did you guys get paid? It's like, well, have you gone to the bookstore? Do you, have you seen the mm-hmm. yeah, number five, it makes dollars jersey, number two $50 jersey? Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I mean, it's great. It's, it's, it's long overdue and it's, it's very cool to see, you know, Pirate Brothers getting paid for what they should be getting paid for. It's funny how the generations are jealous about different things. I remember people that played before you were jealous of y'all because y'all got to wear black uniforms. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. man, those are so cool. <laughs> yeah, we never got to wear those. Yeah. And now there's a new generation of, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't get to wear the retro. Can I be jealous That's about true. that? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Those I saw sweet. ECU, put, you know, every home game they had a different jersey basically yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean that's kind of unique for here yeah, we, just, we just wore black every year i think we would just wear black yeah, every I home think it, yeah 90 yeah. of the time after black. we after the first time we, we went all, all ignorant oh, we're all ignorant <laughs> we're in the old black <laughs> he also started the white helmet curse shane so thanks for that cincinnati yeah well i'm glad that was broken it should have been broken when we played florida in that bowl game I'm right. still bitter. Well, not at you about that. I'm bitter at that that they pulled you out of that game. We don't need to get too much into that game tonight. <laughs> I'm just saying, Cincinnati. We came back. I think it was what 17 back yeah. in there. The yeah, yeah. Kicker made a kicker made a field goal to yeah. win the game. I mean, you know, the old scored too early. Like, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. Sorry, old thing. Sorry, Speaking of the bowl game, here we go. Uh oh, which, which bowl game? Oh no. Uh, Florida. The Birmingham. Was that yeah. Birmingham Bowl? Birmingham Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, we've won that. Beautiful Birmingham. It's crazy how yeah. life works. Oh, so yeah. we are outside during the break watching the video of oh. you uh, meeting Holt Nailers. And this is like 10 minutes ago. And Chandler says, man, I hope Shane shows up here. I got something to say to him. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and that we door walk, is unlocked. So we walk in and you're sitting here. And hey, Chandler, be careful what you wish for. What do you well, got, man? Me and my family... Oh, the family now. So, oh, yeah. Well, I had the whole family with me. <laughs> had mom and dad and my, and my brother. We're walking through the Birmingham airport. And I go, oh, my God, there's Shane Carden. And we uh, go over there. Uh-oh. And, man, were you in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you spoke but two words to us. But just to say hey was awesome. But your dad did talk to us for about five minutes. He's good but, about that. Yeah, yeah. So your dad so this was, was like right after the game. You acted like you lost the game or something. Oh, wait. You just did lose the game. The pre- His last the, the game ever. Day, the it's been, it's been a blast, guys. It's really <laughs> Uh, so yeah, caught you at a bad moment there, Shane. Uh, after a your last loss ever in college, I assume you were probably upset about that. Yeah, so. well, my first and last throw were an interception, so I was a little bummed after that last mm. game. So yeah. Mm. So would you like to apologize for to Chandler for your uh, actions? <laughs> I think I think if I was happy after the game, he would have been upset as a. Player. He would have come hey, back and said Shane, Shane didn't care. So, <laughs> Shane was so talkative after this gloss, he must have not he even cared. He wouldn't shut up. <laughs> and I think look, I think enough time's gone by. Can we clear the air on something real quick? Uh oh. I just no. I think a statute of limitations is up because you were a part of the ECU history in a, in a weird way. In a team that took a knee, oh god! Yeah, but that's, that's ruined that nope. formation for me for life. Like <laughs> right, victory formation <laughs> yeah. loss. I'm convinced, and I don't have proof, but maybe you can resolve it right now. That Lincoln Riley, if the if the other team we were playing UCF yeah. at that time, if they didn't have a timeout, 
then it would have been we would have been able to run the clock out. What happened is they had one timeout remaining, called a timeout, and right. messed up the whole sequence. Right. I believe they did not realize UCF had a timeout, which is why we went into victory formation because it would have made sense otherwise. Right. Is that did you ever get confirmation from Lincoln? That's probably what happened. You know, in that game being like the last of the season, <clears throat> there like after that, it was kind of we just. We watched the film and it was never known. It was never discussed. And as a player, like right, you don't you don't think of clock management. You're like, doing what they're telling and, you. Yeah, as a coach now, like I would never ask my player unless, hey, wait till the last second to snap the ball, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, that situation, no. I look back and I, I don't know. Maybe that's that could have been what happened. I don't know. I mean, um, because then we went out of victory formation after that. Yeah. No, I was just I was just no, trying no, to clear there because that was what the theory is. That after they called the timeout, then we tried to run the clock out after that. Normally. Right, right. And the last one was supposed to be a rollout and throw it out. They got pressure on me, went down, and, and we tried to run the clock out that way. Yeah. You know, football is a crazy sport. You remember, and as a player, and I think Bryce can attest to this, man. Like, yeah, you remember some good wins, but man, those those losses like that, the bowl game, Cincinnati. I mm-hmm. I, I can tell you, you know, so many details about those losses, and I, I don't think those will yeah. ever leave. Now, the flip side is one of the greatest moments in this year. Come back. Yeah. Show them the tattoo. Nice. Break it out, baby. Uh, Come on. Sweatshirt, you know? Uh, it's, it's tough, right? Show them the guns. <laughs> They're not like what they used to no, be. No, it was 70. <laughs> hanging 70 on UNC that day was No, it's, yeah, it's up incredible. and down stuff, you know? It's, it's, and that's football, and that's what you tell the kids, man. That's life. Like, it's not yeah. going to be perfect. There's going to be good days and bad They're going to burn your head, and you're going to hopefully learn from that and move on, and you're yeah. going to have some great ones to, to talk about later. How much do your kids talk about you, like your YouTube highlights, and how much do you show them from your old uh, playing days? I really don't. And yeah. so, like, for me, I always tell them, man, like, like as their eighth graders, I'll explain my story and, you know, what I went through and kind of why I'm back at where I'm coaching. And I'll tell them anytime, like, you want to ask me about, you know, my, my path or what happened, I'm, I'm open doors all the time. And some kids have asked, um, some, you know, haven't. And because it's not about me, you know, you're coaching, it's about the kids you're coaching, and you want to push them that way. There's been stories that I've learned that I kind of pass on, and a big one this year was, you know, I spent two years on a scout team, right? Two years where I wanted to be on, on the starting team. Yeah. And those two years, what I figured out, okay, can I make this throw? Okay, can I kind of like scramble a little further and do something a little crazy? Can I fit it in this window? And got my game so much better, because instead of pouting on scout team for two years, I was like, all right, let's go compete my ass off. Mm-hmm. Let's fight some corners who hit me a little bit late. Like, let's get a little <laughs> You used it to use this development time. 100%. Mm-hmm. You're looking at kids like, hey, dude, you're a scout team. Great. Like, be pissed off, but be pissed off to make yourself better. Right. And so I think that's a great sort of push. But like, as far as the other stuff, they want to look at that. Now, my assistant coaches, we have a camp out, and they like purposely put on my highlight film. <laughs> before we watch the movie without telling me. So they'll they'll jack around me all Because I just don't talk about it like that. And then like a couple of my guys are like, I don't think the guys truly understand like, you know, what's what you've been through or what you did. But yeah. I'll let the assistant coaches do that. I'll teach the good stories from what I've learned. Well I guess one thing you can pass to them is you were under recruited. You ended up in North Carolina from the state of Texas. And yeah. we've talked to you uh, in past interviews, Shane, about how Idaho, like your area, is yeah. probably under recruited, right? Big time, and there's, I'm you know I'm, I'm hanging with my quarterback right now, who who honestly had a stronger has a stronger arm than I had in high school, 100, percent no doubt in my mind. And I told him he's you know he just got a JUCO offer. I'm like, dude, I didn't have an ECU offer until February, like I don't know the last February date you can have before like signing day. So it's like, so you're already ahead of me, like you're good to go. Now like getting from Idaho, yeah, very hard. Not a lot of schools there, a lot of NAIA, a lot of lower schools, but. You know, there's a lot of good talent there, man, and just trying to get that out. It is hard, but today with YouTube and Twitter and all that, it's making it so much easier. I mean, I was sending uh, DVDs out 
my junior high school. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had a you're like old school envelope. Netflix. And then like I remember the first time I sent my I put my highlight video on YouTube because it was like how do I get it to Lincoln as fast as I can? I was like, yeah. you, you can upload this on YouTube. And then you send a link. I was like, oh, sh-. grandpa Shane. I was like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now I'm feeling really old right now. So this is perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah. no, I sent it to Lincoln. He's like, oh, I got your YouTube clip. I'm like, man. I, and now every response to a coach on Twitter is somebody's highlight link. It's a, it's a lot different. And they use it, they use this highlight like coaches from college like, hey, class of twenty twenty three, like we're looking for this, 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 and then people will just start posting their stuff on that. So yeah. it's made it easier until Twitter cla- crashes. <laughs> yeah, right. We're talking to uh, the captain Shane Carden in town for the first time in five years. So uh, welcome back, Shane, former record holder. All those That's records right. have been eclipsed by Holton Aylers, That's right. who you talked to earlier. We, we were talking about the similarities between you and Holton, but a lot of differences too. You know, yep. you came here. As, as a nobody, nobody knew who you were. Shane was kind of anointed almost as day one, came in as a huge high school star, record holder from high school, and a lot of expectations pl- placed on him from day one. You had, a, as you said, had to spend a couple years on the yeah. scout team and kind of work your way in. You both ended in incredible high notes and both uh, tremendous leaders and both represent East Carolina to, um, you know, in incredible fashion and, and great pirates. And I think probably two of the most likable players we've ever had here at ECU, which is why people are, you know, glad to have you back in town. Yeah, I mean, we just did this interview with Brian, and, you know, we're talking kind of in between Brian's questions, and I got down, I was like, Holton, yeah, you sound like, you know what I mean, you've been starting for this many years, and you sound like a veteran quarterback. Like, that's what kind of you used to, all these interviews you have to do, but... No, I mean, from afar, he's, he's handled himself so well. And like you said, I mean, he's, he came in with a burden on his shoulders that I didn't have to deal with, man. I, yeah. was just, I was just trying to get on the starting team, and he came in as the savior of the ECU team. Like, what what shoulders that has to weigh yeah. on, you know what I mean? So yeah. he's done a great job weighing that. Um, like I said, his, him and that group turned around. Like we said at the very beginning of this, man, like where we were five years ago when I visited. It mm-hmm. was like, can we get four or five wins maybe, not get blown out? And now we're like, damn, we were so close to conference, like yeah. being in the conference championship game. Like let's let's think and still have that. a That's chance for a nine win season. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred. And what I overheard it was what they'll be the twelfth time in school history. Yeah. I mean, yeah. man, that's that's amazing for what that group did for what mm-hmm. he did. I mean, so I think. When everyone's thinking like, oh, we should have had this, this, yeah, man, that's football. Yeah. You know, it's a game inch. That's what happens. There's just gonna be close games you win, close games you lose. But what this group's done, man, it's awesome. It's too coincidental to be coincidental. I get to be here for their senior day, playing Houston. I mean, this is yeah. this is great. The team that overlooked you. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, we had a great time in 2012 when they they came up here too. <laughs> yeah. And as I pointed out last. Uh QB to beat Houston was Shane Carden. We yeah. went over those numbers that day. Oh, yeah. With Bryce's interview. It was a 48-28. Very good. Shane yeah. had uh, four touchdowns there it passing. Is. Yes. 3-2. Danny Webb. There it is. Correct. So, this guy's uh, a stud. Get out of the payroll. <laughs> so you've got your handler here. You've got your uh, your wife in town with you. So what, what are the plans for the weekend, Shane? Man, I just do? enjoy I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out, you know, where everything is here. I mean, the house I lived in in college is no longer there. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's an apartment. It's an apartment complex oh, yeah. now. So can't go uh, knock on the door there but no i just appreciate it man i mean it's, it's so fun to be back here and just to step in the studio and mess with clip and get asked questions about why didn't talk to somebody after a loss yeah we got to hit you with all the tough <laughs> well bryce gave that. you all the easy yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> thought he was gonna say why we <laughs> took victory formation but <laughs> no nah, you can handle that question yeah, I know. you like that that's that's that like, oh <laughs> Take it, we'll stop by the uh, Pirate Radio tailgate zone tomorrow. Absolutely. We'll be, we'll be out there, there tailgating. It's been a long time since you've tailgated. So. Yes, it has. Hopefully, Are I still you got sure it you me. remember what to do? I, you know, I've it's been different skill set a little bit, but we'll, we'll try to figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> it seems like you picked it up pretty quickly earlier. You know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a good talent, man. Yeah. I'm good at that stuff. <laughs>
Over under on pictures with Shane Carden at the tailgate tomorrow. <laughs> Ninety nine and a half. So I'll uh, I'll pull the same strategy I pulled a few years ago. I will be wearing sleeves. So you know, don't no more flexing and, and mm. showing off the tats. No tats. That's oh, the tats. You should have like a uh, except for you, clip anything for you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> You should I have like a tearaway that. sleeve. So you, or, or you should the just go off. like, well, yeah. What about like the zip-off yeah. pants? Yeah. People want to say, that's a sweet tattoo. I, it is. It's great. And uh, what you were talking about earlier, it should have been an NIL deal. Yeah, no doubt. Could've, <laughs> someone could have paid him to get that tattoo. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You'd have yeah. made a lot of... Yeah. Told him he, he missed his timing, unfortunately, because he would have made a mint on that stuff. Yeah, that's okay. I think the transfer portal is crazy, though. I'm glad uh, I'm glad that thing wasn't around when I was playing. That, that just seems crazy to me. It's a little that's, too I think easy. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Another interview. I don't yeah. want to get too crazy here today. Well, good to see you, Shane. Yeah. Enjoyed it, man. Thanks for inviting me in here today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that follow-up. Well, I I kinda, <laughs> wait, I did, actually. I did say if you're around, come on by. That's what I said. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, okay, yeah. I thought you were being facetious. Uh, I can't tell. Then we're we just crashed. We figured you spell that? <laughs> take our chances. <laughs> Not on air. I said, I Not bet Clip air. won't kick us out if we come in. No, Shane has the open invite. Bryce, you do as well, <laughs> buddy. You. Hey, you might be showing up in the promo video again tomorrow. We didn't tell go. you that. Yeah, I told you. Here we go. Yeah. You told just me to head it. Watch know. out for that. Don't, don't, don't spill watch the beans. Out. Just yeah. get your conversation for that. I would just like to say this in no. case. Boy, Pete, he changed that quick. That <laughs> I get used. Like, in case Pete is listening, no real cougars were harmed in the making of this video. <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> I don't know anything about this. Uh, Shane, <laughs> have fun this weekend, man. You too. What's uh? Tell us something about Idaho. We don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, give me one thing. Clip you do calls know it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even call it Idaho. I, I okay, know. do you know if Idaho, if like for the amount of mountains and all its space was, if all those mountains were pushed down, the state would be bigger than the state of Texas? Mm. Did not Never know that. that. There you so go. if all Never the mountains were pushed down, what an ambassador to the state of Idaho. State would be bigger than Texas. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. That's an interesting stat. I did not know that. How did they come up with that stat? <laughs> Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> some of that Idaho wacky weed, and somebody wow. was talking and said, hey, you know if they push these mountains down, man, yeah. this place would be huge. <laughs> <laughs> should we, we, we should start pushing these mountains down, man. <laughs> Let's do it, That'd man. It's really cool. Me, All right. Me and Roger's up in the mountains. <laughs> we'll let y'all uh, skedaddle. We're out here. Where, where are you two next, Bryce? We're going to find JT. He's a little lone. He's like wandering like a lost JT little boy. Right he still now. got a big bald head. Oh yeah. yeah. No, he grew up back. <laughs> what if he had like a thick he head was, of hair now? Yeah. Like an afro. He was bald like when he was twenty. <laughs> Would you pull it, guessing it's a wig? If he saw it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't do it physically because he could kick my ass, but I would want to. <laughs> How's old JT Boyd doing? Great. Great. Yeah. He's doing great. Man. You got like a reunion. CJ Stroud gonna be in town. It's gonna be great. Uh, yeah. It needs to happen more often. And I told I told uh Houston and Aylers today, I just say, Hey man, I, you know, I should have been here more. You know, it's it's great to be back and yeah. you know, I'm looking forward <laughs> to making this work. Now I will say you took a journey to get here, man. I mean it wasn't <laughs> for where, what part of Idaho are you from? So southern what parts Idaho, do you know? It's a small town. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? The easy it's, part to get to here from you, you, it's you, small town to small town. So it, yeah. But you meant like you couldn't get out of your original flight. Couldn't get out of my original flight. We drove four hours of salt lake got a red eye from salt lake to charlotte and drove charlotte four hours this morning to get here man yeah and hey. now you got to drive and then sunday you got to drive back to charlotte for four hours yep take but the flight then a four-hour drive back home as rough would say man you see me fighting a bear don't worry about me worry about the bear yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> mystical also said that in a rep um <laughs> it is interesting that you hang out with your o-lineman like in public like as protection <laughs> and a blocking tight end like nobody's I, getting to yeah, you yeah i learned very early on how, who yeah. to hang out with and how to how to keep yourself yeah. Safe. Good move there. So. All right, fellas. Enjoyed it. Yes, and Miss sure. Carden. Nice to meet you. Uh, <laughs> yes. We'll take a break. Come back. Uh, maybe hear more from Shane at the tailgate tomorrow. Troy D. If we yeah. can 
get them uh, we'll, get them uh, on. Be early we'll get them mic'd up. We'll Good see stuff. what happens. All if right. Not, if not, just come hang out. We'll talk some uh, NFL when we return. Who's going to win the Super Bowl this year, Shane? Are you a Cowboys guy from Texas? No, 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 no. no. Who you like? I was the Texans, but yeah. if uh, they run that thing into the ground, they play my team this week. Hey, you know, Go Shane. Commanders. Shane was on my team at one time. That's right, a former Chicago Bear alum, yeah. right here. Yeah, they finally got a QB better than, uh, or as good as Shane Carter. If they had only, <laughs> kept, if they had only kept you, it would have been a lot better. I know. Yeah. It's I, been a rough go. They I'm needed like, you. I might trust be faster me. than Justin Fields. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Tony Dunn joins us. We'll talk NFL after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. A pop-in visit from the captain, Shane Carden, uh, a moment ago. And uh, great to have him in town for East Carolina Houston. Last time the Pirates beat the Cougars, Shane was the quarterback and uh, put up a lot of points on him. 48 that day. I could see a similar score, 48 uh, tomorrow against this Houston team that gives up a lot of points. Tony Dunn joining us now in studio. Tony, thanks for waiting. Hello. For the quarterback. Probably played QB like in the front yard a few times. Yeah. Former quarterback Tony Dunn here. Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks... Baker back at QB. Baker's back for the Panthers due to injury. What happened to PJ Walker? Uh, ankle sprain. Every quarterback we've had has had an ankle sprain this season, and uh, there's been a lot of questions of injuries related to artificial turf. That yeah. all three have been sustained on that turf. Well, that is so. That's I saw. I think DJ Moore had said he expressed to tepper they'd rather play on grass yeah this is something that is the entire league is coming out and talking about now the grass yeah i mean and this is not a new conversation either what is that guy got on (laughs) his shirt is so wild looking um no it's not a new it's not a new conversation because of like um i remember two years ago uh when solomon solomon thomas uh tours acl in was the Meadowlands. There was like three ACL injuries in that one quarter or mm-hmm. one half there. And so some of these uh, turfs are worse than others. While I understand the player, look, his Bank of America had real grass too not too long ago. So some of these players, I mean, I honestly remember playing on that as their home field. But um, I don't know if BJ's is really related to the turf. If you see the play that he got hurt on, he gets high load by two guys, and then a third guy hits him, too. He just looked like he was folded into mm. a pretzel. It's kind of amazing that he didn't get hurt more or worse than uh, the ankle itself. But, yeah, the players are coming out. Shaq Thompson said this. And the problem is with this is that it's just going to be talk because it's you're, it's going to be too expensive for the entire league to really like adjust this on a large scale because they want to use these buildings 
all the time. That's why Tepper put in the, the turf in the first place is because he wants to expand the usage of Bank of America beyond just Sunday and, you know, have these concerts out there, have these events, you have the soccer, and they didn't, you know, you're just worried that the field is not going to be able to hold up consistently with all that wear and tear. And as a owner who's trying to get, as these owners are trying to pitch that these stadiums are economic drivers for the community they can't they need to be able to use them and use them as a lot or else that argument doesn't really hold as much water uh for why charlotte should pay for a stadium or why buffalo should chip in a billion dollars or whatever they did for their stadium they got to be able to use these things and i just feel like this is that you're it's like the plebes the players are the plebes and the patricians uh at the end of the day are going to try to act like they care and then they're going to put the turf in. I mean, if you're a billionaire, couldn't you have a surface and put it on top of the grass when these things are... That's I mean, I what like I it think. could be done. That's what I think, is there should be some concept, like a retractable floor. I, and look, I know we're talking about uh, technology, a lot of money, all that, but like you can convert an arena from ice to court pretty... They do it pretty easily, They all the time. I feel like we could do that outdoors with grass and turf. So we spoke about this on the podcast a lot this past Tuesday, and one of our listeners is an engineer, and he commented, and he like kind of basically explained one of the hard parts of when you are when you have these uh, stadiums in a city is actually when you have that real feel that real turf, especially in Charlotte, where the stadium is located. It's actually, he was telling us the lowest elevation in Charlotte. Hmm. So you have to – there's, like, in, infrastructure things about the drainage that and, – and what he was basically arguing is it's, like, almost too – like, Charlotte doesn't have enough infrastructure in that area at this point to accommodate real grass. So they have to, like – I mean, and this is – you know, and he was talking about, like, all types of crazy stuff. So <laughs> I, it just turns out that it seems like it's easy. Right. And then it's not. But then you have these other things is what kind of turf is the next thing is because the Panthers turf is part synthetic, part grass. And you start looking at these different stadiums that have these different turfs. Um, and, and you know, are there injuries? Is it the type of turf is one thing? You know, do you need to start looking into that? And then I think Arizona, you know, there's 16 fields that have real grass in the NFL. We went through That's all That's an interesting uh, half trivia of, question. Half of the fields. And I think Arizona grows their grass and then rolls it out every time before the game. Like, so they install grass, like, before, which is insane to me. No. Like, I don't know how they do that. But so, I mean, I don't know. It's a complicated thing. And. I don't know. These guys have been moving to turf, though. Tepper just moved to turf. All right. There's your turf talk. We need to get Joey Perry in here to uh, talk some turf one Friday uh, during the show. Uh, last Riveting. Night, yeah, really. Back to Baker. It's like watching. Talk, we're talking about grass, grass growing. Grass growing. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about Baker. All right. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, ultimately, he's got, he uh, did not start after playing his probably best half of football in oh, the yeah. Cincinnati game. PJ comes in, uh, helps the team to a win, but didn't play exceptionally well uh, in, in in a lot of different ways. But it's okay. Uh, but now he's hurt. Baker's in. And the question is, like, you know, Baker's got to really make a lot of this moment. It's a very important stretch for him of going forward for his career. And then what happens if he plays well this week? You know, it's like he's historically not been good against the Ravens, but I don't know if you can really use that because it was a different team, different place. 
different time, different Ravens team. But, you know, now you're wondering what this is. What is Baker going to do? And if Baker plays well, does he stay the starter when P.J. comes back healthy? And if he plays well, well enough that the Panthers are playing themselves out of a kind of a draft pick, we're starting to wonder what are the Panthers going to do next year at quarterback? Are you going to re-sign oh, Baker? Boy. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's like already to yeah. that. This is the crazy part of this. It might be the most bizarre quarterback story in all of Panthers, in the entire history of the Panthers. And that includes one where Jake DeLome came in and walked on and they still didn't want to start him. As well. There's a lot of kind of wild moments for quarterbacks in the Panther history, too. Tony Dunn, County Cat Chronicles, joining us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll move on to uh, the game last night and the pick. So the Packers fall to the Titans last night. Uh, just a few days after knocking off Dallas, you thought maybe they they got something back here. No, no, they stink. They still stink. And Rogers, I, I mean, I was at a concert last night, so I did not watch the game, but I was listening to some of the radio, and they were saying, "Does Rogers just leaving throws out there too?" So it's not like it's just we keep to hear that they oh, there's no receivers, there's no receivers, but Rogers is not having a good season either. What uh, concert did you go to? I went to an old '90s heavy metal band called Corrosion of Conformity, and they are from Raleigh. I went with Jason Harris. I saw pictures. Yeah, man, That's we crazy. had a good time. Kind of, re- you know, I mean, it's like a. And what's awesome is this: is that these, you know, we're all, I, you know, I'm stuck in the '90s. The people at this concert clip are way more stuck than I was. Wow. Like, they have not changed. They still wear the same clothes. Yeah, There's like wallet it. chains still. Like, they just <laughs> attached that They're, like, embedded into their DNA. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it was great. Time. I like to hear that. I watched the movie. I didn't watch the game either. I oh, watched right. uh, Smile because I saw it was on Paramount+. Plus. Is that uh, the Jordan Peele movie? No, that's Nope. He has another one, though, that was a single word, too. Us. That was before it. Was that it? Oh, yeah, okay. he has all of the single awesome. words. Smile, is that a horror movie? Yeah, it was Was, right. it, was it okay? It was all right. Yeah. No, I was hoping it would be better. Did you watch Nope? Nope. Uh, I tried to watch it, and I said, nope. I got through, like, tw- I, mean, I might give it another chance, but. No, nah, I, I wait until they, like, are, f- well, they're not free. Cause oh, I, I pirate all the stuff. I pirate a lot of stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, I mean, wait, it's pirate radio. Way to be a pirate. Uh, I think the most interesting thing from last night was the t- Titans offensive coordinator had time to coach his team in a win, travel back from Lambeau Field. And get hammered. And get a... Well, maybe got hammered on the plane. And we and we maybe he didn't get hammered. Maybe he blew a point oh eight or a point oh nine. Uh but he got speeding. a yeah. he got a DUI after returning from the Packers win. It says he went through the intake process at four thirty six AM. Oh yeah. Uh post getting off the plane and driving home probably. Bell at six forty six AM. Had to be some plane drinking going on. Yeah. So uh just to, And he goes, Don't you know who I am? And the the cop says, nope, nope, never heard of you. Uh, you're all, Titans offense stinks. You mean the you're, guy who just says, run, run, run the ball up the middle, Derrick Henry? You're the guy that gives it to Henry oh, 57 yeah. times? Yeah, I should arrest you. Uh, so that is uh, pretty wild for a coach to to do that after a, an away victory. That all happened pretty quickly, I guess. All right, uh, we'll get to some picks here. Um, Chandler is 90 and 50 in first place he knows his football 90 50 cj is eight games back with 82 wins tony is nine games back with 81 wins i am 17 games back with 73 wins well you know what though but i did win you are really this is the first time i've looked at your score and said man this guy doesn't not entirely know football Mm -hmm. i don't know if i said that right 
But like, usually I look at these numbers and I go, gosh, Clip, that's bad. You're finally starting to Now you're to get, saying I'm okay? Yeah, you're starting to get on the side of... Right. And this is what Clip does, by the way, Chandler. Chandler, you're about to get a big head. You're up 20... Chandler was born with a big head. Well, that is true. You're up 23 games? No. 17. 17, 17 games. I'm pulling a Mark this, happened, this happens to me every year on this show, Chandler. I, I've it's, done I'm too up, big of a hole. I'm up 12 games, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I know everything. I'm going to take a risk here and take a risk here. Take a risk here. There's still a lot of football no, left to be played. Any, I'm not going to do any risk-taking. There's eight know. weeks left. If I can get you two games a week, I can pull within one. If I could get you three games a week, I could pull ahead. There's going to be one week when you're a leader like Chandler – that you go something like bizarre four and whatever and it's just like you don't know why it's happened to me every year maybe you can maybe you can just play it right down the fairway we'll see chandler a lot of pressure the pressure's on you pressure is tightening all right uh panthers are an 11 point dog i think last time i looked guess Mm. what uh last time there was an nfl game with an 11 point dog the dog won outright i wonder who that was that was washington on monday night against philadelphia wow so Man, just, that wasn't that long ago. Just throwing that out there. Guess what? It was right up I-95 mm. where uh, this game will be. Well, I'm going to take the Pan- Ravens. I, too, will take the Ravens. I'm going to take the Lamar Jackson. I'm taking the Ravens. And Ravens flock. CJ is taking the Ravens. Has sent in his pick. He has taken the Ravens. All right. Bears at Falcons. Uh, so many 50 50 games in this league, Tony. And this is one of those. This is a game I asked you earlier uh, before that we were on the air that is this kind of a trap game for me to pick? Like where I just feel like the Bears are getting better each week, the offense is starting to cook. Atlanta's so terrible, terrible, but they were. They've only been terrible against the Panthers, really, as of late. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still picking the Bears, but I, this is one of those games that, like, I could see it going either way. The Bears uh, used this one the other night, saw a great stat. 29 points in three straight games, and they've lost all three. That is an NFL record. First team to So they've them. lost the last three games? Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like the Bears have re- been really good. <laughs> yeah, because you see these Justin Fields highlights yeah. and they're putting up a lot of points. And then they, and they keep by losing. one point at yeah. the end of the game. Wow. Uh, I'm taking the Falcons at home. Wow, 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 wow. CJ wow. is taking the Bears. Okay. And Chandler. I'm going to take the Falcons at home. All right. Uh, Browns. I want to let you make any games up. Browns at Bills. Oh, actually, in Detroit. Bills losing again last week. They are human. That was a weird game. What, or what, weird? I told you it was the game of the week. Yeah, you did. And you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chandler, I'm gonna go Bills. Tony, I'm gonna go Bills. I, you know what? Actually, this is scary though. It's, it, they can't lo- keep losing, but the Bills can't stop the run. And the Brown and, that's, and the Browns uh, can run. Justin Bear, uh, Browns fan, joined us yesterday to talk ecu and said that he was hoping they would stay in buffalo and the game plan would just be run it with chubb and hunt 52 times because they couldn't throw it in the you know but now it's going to be in beautiful clear detroit and oh they moved it because of the three yeah. foot of snow yeah mm. um so i am to taking the bills eagles at colts can jeff saturday win another one no i mean i'm going eagles Okay. I mean, I mean, technically he can. 
I'm going. Does the Jeff Saturday question raise a question that maybe you don't have to be as smart and hardworking as we think to be a head coach? It can, but it was just one game, and I don't know. And how bad are the Raiders? The Raiders are so bad they can't, and the owner's not even got enough money. He can't even fire his head coach this year. (laughs) He can't afford to because of the mistakes he's made. Did you see that? I think I showed you this the other day. But David Carr, not David Carr, Derek Carr. Cried? hasn't had a three touchdown game and it there was a laundry list of quarterbacks that have had <laughs> it was like josh recently. johnson cam newton josh johnson uh i think uh Sipian? uh play for the broncos Trevor Simeon. uh or simian Sipian? whoever uh, the dallas guy was that's filled in for dak has had like four of them yeah but uh it's just a crazy stat of all the quarterbacks that have had one before him. Welcome to your Carolina Panther quarterback next year. I'm taking the Colts at home to beat Philly. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Chandler. I'm going Philly. All right. Uh, what's the line? Just when saying? I gave Clip a compliment that I said he's getting all right at this game, he's like, hey, hold my beer. I'm going to really tank this week. Eagles are a seven-point favorite. Give me the Colts. <laughs> Jets. You know you don't get the points. Jets and Patriots. Rematch from a few weeks ago. I will take the Patriots. I I, You know, I don't know enough about the Patriots this year, to be honest, to have a firm grasp on them. Like, are they good? I'm going to go Jets on the road. All right. CJ is going with the Jets. Chandler. I'm going with the Jets. All right. Oh, wow. You're on. Now you're trying to make them games up. Or just get left in the dust. Uh, (laughs) Let's do one more. Take a break. Rams at Saints. Two crap teams. Is Stafford playing? Oh, gosh. He could not be playing? He didn't play last week. He didn't? You know, I I took. It was our bye week. I didn't even watch football. And Tony had a bye week. He took the day off. Uh, He clears concussion protocol. So the starting quarterbacks in the Cardinals Rams game last week was Stafford versus I mean I'm sorry was John Wofford versus who did Arizona start Chandler? It was um, oh Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Yeah, that was the QB matchup. Um, I What's was, up with Jameis? Why is he not playing? What's he up to? Because, uh, is he hurt? What did my trainer say? Huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is anyway. Jameis up to these days? Uh, he has just been replaced by... Andy Dalton? Yeah. Well, he needs to be re-replaced. James Winston has not played since the third week. He's set to miss another game as the Saints choose to stick with Andy Dalton as their starter. All right, yeah. well, give me I'm the Rams. I'm the Rams. Huh. What did my trainer say? That's what he's asking himself every day right now. Uh, Chandler. I'm going to go Rams. All right, CJ's going Saints. Rams. He was really hoping that Wofford was going to start. John Wofford. So he could say this is that, uh, what do you think about the game uh, between Wofford and Andy Dalton? Pain. Pain everywhere. Pain everywhere. (laughs) Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. More picks to make here on a Friday on Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after these words.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. ECU football alum Dakota Marshall is the owner of First and Goal Hauling, and he has a complete fleet of dump trucks, and he hauls everything. Dirt, asphalt, stone, and with uh, first and goal hauling, it's a touchdown every time. Follow first and goal hauling on Facebook today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right. We need something hauled. Call the man Dakota, hardworking man. Shirley Rhodes is here. Chandler Honeycutt. Tony Dunn making some NFL picks. Week 11. I hate to say that. It feels like it's slipping away, but. There are 18 weeks in the regular season now, so you get a little extra football. Um, we are on what I feel like. I feel like the Giants play the Lions every week. The Giants have not played a good team this season. Lions that at Giants. That's eh, probably not true. Seattle was the best team maybe they played. Uh, they lost to Dallas, right? Yeah, they played. That one and they're going to have to play them twice. Let's look at this Giants uh, schedule real quick because they My are pick seven is and the two. Giants, by the way, I want to take the Lions, but I'm not. Uh, so the Giants won at Tennessee, which looks like a good win now. Yeah, uh, they beat the Panthers in a game that could have gone either way. They beat the Ravens. They came back to beat the Ravens. That was one of the Ravens uh, games where they blew. Uh, they have beaten the Bears. They beat the Packers. They won at Jacksonville. Mm, they've maybe won. they're being a little harder on them than you, they deserve. I'll tell you what they have done, too. I don't know if this is sustainable, Tony. Every win has been a one-possession win. Well, and, those and, are the games you got to win. Including last week against Houston. So they're winning the close games. So I do give them the, credit for that. The, um, their, who's their defensive coordinator? He's got a cool name. He was the Ravens defensive coordinator. Oh, Wink? Mark, Wink. Martindale. Yeah. Uh, Martindale. He's got that defense playing really well. Look at those scores right there. No one's put up over 27 points in the, against them, it looks like. Yeah, and they have held, man, only the Cowboys put up 23, Titans 20. Yeah, 22, 20. They've only allowed 20 points four times this year, five times, four times. Seahawks. Ah, Seahawks yeah, got Seahawks 27 off. on them, but still, I'm I'm taking the Giants, man. I feel like uh, the Giants are this team now that is like we just say that they're not good and they're not good, and they actually might be. They uh, they have a stretch coming up. So after the Lions, they play at Dallas, Washington, Philly, Washington at Minnesota. So yeah, all of a sudden their schedule could they could just go. What are they right now? Uh, seven and two, seven and two. So they could just like even out to. <laughs> yeah, basically. They get to 500 pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Um, commanders at Texans. Who are you taking, Chandler? In this game, Commanders? No, no the Lions-Giants. I didn't hear it. Oh, I didn't give that pick? Um, I, no, I didn't hear it. I was just asking. I didn't give it at all. Oh. Uh, I'll go. He's taking the Giants. I'll take Giants. Okay. Well, damn. If really, you don't want to, you don't have to. You wanted to take the Lions. Clearly, I know. Why don't you just do it? I don't Because you don't respect the Giants. Did you take Giants? Yeah. You did. I'll go Lions. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> I told you. Look at this guy. I told you. This is what <laughs> happened. cocky. All right. This is what That's happened. Fun. You got all the picks, too. Uh, commanders at Texans. I hope everybody's not just thinking this is like a don't need to watch it. Commanders definitely win game. 
Uh, you don't feel that way, do you? Uh, totally. I told you, I Ron Rivera way. in November and December. Ron I, Vinber? I, I, I messaged <laughs> you. I messaged you and I said, I "This know. is gonna. This he's gonna win your heart clip. He's gonna win your heart." Look, the Commanders. Look, you guys were on a win streak before. They've won four out of five. Yeah. Beat the Eagles, should have should have beat the Got Vikings. Crying, Ron Rivera I was a little like I guess his mom passed yeah. away. Meant a lot, but that was a big win for that whole team. I think for everybody is starting to get to the point where they're just doubting. He's worried, you know, and like you just you know that's the grind. Commanders on the road, decisive win against the Texans. Who they got next week after that? See, here's the thing: they could go on a a run here. They're already on. They are on, on a run. But they got the Texans. They got the Falcons at home, and then they got back-to-back games with the Giants. Like, let's go! It's right there in front. Heineke of them. with the dang. It's right there in front of them. I'll, I'll take the Commanders. See, you just don't want to get excited. You no, secretly are. Though. I don't. You are secret. Spent, you're trying to fight the feeling. I spent all of Monday night not get forcing myself to not get excited, even in the game during the entire game because yeah. i thought it was gonna I go knew, bad i knew once i said i was like oh they're gonna win this game i knew cliff was saying do not say this <laughs> i could hear it and i was I'm he not, never responded by the way till the next day i knew he was yeah like we were this. safe was then like, <laughs> um i was i'm not even a commander's fan but i was getting high watching brian robinson like carry dudes He's a, a guy who was shot twice yeah, just a couple months ago, and I don't understand how the other guy Gibson isn't be- like the dude. I thought he was about to be the guy, and then I felt like he, he just turned never, out to be a regular I think dude. Fantasy nerds turn people on to him too much. Yeah, and, well, no, and the coaching and staff said, oh, who we're, said we're going to use him like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that one got his hype, and they used him like Sister Christian. <laughs> okay, I don't know, uh, Chandler. Uh give me the. I'm going to Commanders. I'm going Commanders. All right. Raiders at Broncos. Oh my God! I don't want to pick either one. This of these is teams. a good day. Da- so look, you made fun of me for keep picking the Broncos. I'm going to do it. It's- no, this is a game the Raiders can win too. Every week the Raiders can win. I'm taking the Broncos though. I am too. Oh brother, this matchup stinks. I'm going Broncos at home. Ugh. All right, Cowboys. What happened to the Broncos last week? I mean, I know they ran into ten. It was ten or three a week, right? There was a boring game that just went kind of back and forth punts, but they had a big play the, to. Uh, it was a flea uh, flea, fi- flea flicker. Flea flicker to what's his name? Uh, like Westbrook Akina. Akina. And really, that was it, right? What was the final? It was yeah, 17, seventeen to ten. I mean, I thought yeah, they scored ten points. They sucked, Tony. Yeah, they but look, terrible. they came out. Look, when did they? They had a they had a ten, 10 nothing sec- lead. Yeah, that's the thing is, and and I think um, well, you had Jerry Judy go out first play of the game, stunk, I stunk. This stinks. We're all taking the Broncos. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I guess I, I don't know. What What are you pointing at? I'm, just, I'm not really pointing at anything. I'm what just saying, say? is it weird to take the Broncos? Like no, a, because they play the Raiders. We have to take one of them. I know, yeah. but I mean, I don't even know if the Bro- the Raiders, or the Broncos, are that much better than they're the not. They they're <laughs> terrible. Okay, I'm sticking with the Broncos. I think the Raiders could win this. You know what? Give me the Raiders. <laughs> All right, that's Give what you want to do. You spent five minutes and you talked yourself into it. All right, Cowboys at Vikings. Uh, oh, by the way, three touchdown game for Derek Carr this week. <laughs> um, All right. 
Uh, ooh, I'm rocking with. Oh, I'm gonna go Cowboys on the road. You know what? This is uh, like 4:25 window, prime timeish. I think I'm taking Dallas too. I had a feeling all week. Give me Dallas Vikings. All right. And the disrespect I give to Minnesota. I pick against Minnesota a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think I've picked against them the last couple of weeks. Um. Uh, where are we at? Vikings for CJ. Bengals at Steelers. CJ, for the first time ever, believing in his team, taking the Steelers. I do Why? not believe in them. I'll take the Bengals. What's there to believe in? Steelers can't score. I will take the Bengales too. All right. Bengals. All right. Chiefs at Chargers. Chargers going to charge, as my friend Clip Brock says. I'm taking the Chiefs on the road. Hmm. I'm taking the Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. Everybody's taking the Chiefs. And Chandler's got a big yawns over there because the Cardinals are a snooze fest. Give me the 49ers. 49ers. uh, Love the Niners, even though they're not very good. I'm sticking with them all year. Uh, Chandler. I'm going Niners. Uh, I saw. So has the Cardinals hard knocks in season thing started yet? Will they fire? What's uh, Kingsbury? (laughs) Yeah. On the end of the show. Had a stat on Wednesday night. Kingsbury, first coach in NFL history to have a winning record when he's an underdog straight up and a losing record when he's, when, he's when his team's favored. <laughs> That's a cool, neat stat. Stat to consider. I saw, um, consider. yeah, this is what I saw. Hard Knocks, and this might just be so people will watch. I haven't watched it, so now they're going to get me to watch the next episode. It says there will be a shocking uh, scene regarding eno benjamin's release from the show or uh, from the team it'll be shown Who on is the show eno in in benjamin i don't even know <laughs> <laughs> eno benjamin uh filled in for james connor when he was hurt and put up good numbers and now he's released from the team so i can't wait to see robbie's face in the background <laughs> <laughs> what's that what's that bird doing you did that, mention he's for the texans now right who you know mm. i did not oh no you know revenge game this week against the commanders um the i guess the uh so who are they talking to here raleigh this is when does this come out uh the director so it's once a week no but when does this episode episode three is coming up this week whenever the next episode is episode three uh no it'll air november 23rd so yeah next uh wednesday and it says um i'll say yes stay tuned watch show three it was shocking to me um they've been doing these shows for a while yeah it was a little shocking i wonder if that means like it's kind of bizarre that they released them i think so when i first read it i thought that like maybe he did something to lead to it that's how they're trying to at least portray it but if you really start to think about it it's gonna be like oh like why do you ask for our playbook when i just rushed for the most yeah. yards we had all season and they're gonna cut to robbie anderson like you said and he's gonna be shocked <laughs> but not because of that he just doesn't know where he's at it's like it's just mouth open. <laughs> yeah. mouth agape two guns uh in his holster walking around uh arizona all right tony uh post game coming up yeah sunday um friday, friday free free for all tonight uh, saturday madden simulation um post game and maybe the panthers shock the world and um, they probably won't 
<laughs> all right there you go uh wes hines is here good to see you wes good to see you Clifford. riding the rest of the way here let's take a break when we return we'll talk to morgan aylers he'll join us on the pit electric live line pa announcer and we'll watch his son for the final time at daddy ficklin stadium on saturday that's on the way when we return on pirate radio live after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show all right welcome back to the program tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m it is the best place to watch our favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town Sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Flip Brock. All right, you can catch uh, Morgan Ayler's time to time at Tiebreakers. Also, his alter ego, DJ Captain Morgan. Uh, you can find him there. And uh, right now, Morgan Ayler's joins us on the Pit Electric Live line here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live, East Carolina. And Houston going at it. Senior day. Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, 2 o'clock. Morgan will be on the mic. Morgan, how you doing today, sir? I am doing fantastic, Cliff Brock. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no high school huddle, so we have to have you on every Friday show here that we're doing today. So. Well, that sounds good because it's the second time I've been on. I'm truly blessed. It's a wonderful day. Yes, sir. And uh, we have had people ask, uh, Morgan, Brian North actually brought it up earlier, and I saw it on a uh, message board, too, the – kind of scheduled senior day events and will you be announcing uh your son holton to the field will you be on the field uh so what is the uh what's it going to look like tomorrow as far as you and uh senior day goes uh the plan is right now i will be down with the headset camera crew and my entourage along with paparazzi will be on the field and uh we'll be out there with holton but ron who does the internal pa will actually be announcing it okay there you go a familiar voice and uh ron will be on the mic and morgan will be down there and uh uh obviously emotional time morgan and um you're celebrating uh what uh holton aylers has done uh you know not only on the field but i know you're uh even more proud of what he does off the field but kind of a culmination of, of a lot i mean brian north kind of broke it down we've been uh talking about holton aylers not just during his time at ecu but his recruitment at dh conley and uh you know he he signs he joins the pirate team when things weren't so great was actually started being recruited by uh ruffin mcneil right so kind of three coaching staffs had their hands in on uh getting hold nailers here and coaching him yeah coach uh coach ruff they offered him i think in october of his freshman year at dh conley when uh, lincoln riley was here i mean holton's first time in east carolina the camp came right as he left chicago as an eighth grader literally uh, he graduated on a Thursday and was at camp at the Beast of the East tournament that they, they started years ago. And Lincoln Riley was, was one of his coaches that day. And I've actually got a picture of Lincoln working with him uh, on a quarterback one-on-one drill, which is kind of cool, kind of fuzzy, but it's a cool picture. Uh, but now they started out and then, uh, you know, they worked, they recruited him and coach Mo recruited him and uh, ended up signing and, 
Coach Houston is, uh, t- took over the program, and they've developed such a great relationship. I think the world of Coach Houston and his staff, and uh, it's, it's going to be a very emotional time tomorrow for sure. And uh, hopefully the Pirates will honor the seniors, and the seniors uh, will do their job and come out of there with a big win tomorrow. That would be awesome. No doubt. Morgan Aylers joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line, East Carolina, looking for win number seven on the season. And we had Shane Carden here earlier on the show. Morgan, he actually met Holton uh, earlier this afternoon. And Shane was kind of talking about, man, you're, you're, you're out of the conference championship race, but he said to be where they are right now, to, to think back a few years ago, uh, to be talking about picking up win number seven and how amazing that would be, and then maybe eight and maybe nine. And, and I've gone over it this week. You know, I counted since I think uh, like the last 58, 59 seasons of ECU football, there's been 11 teams with nine or more wins. So kind of rarefied air there. You got a chance to do something really special here. And look, I know Holton and uh, Miles and Xavier and all these guys uh, want to go out a winner one final time at Dowdy Ficklin tomorrow. Yeah, they do, and and they've put their their heart and soul, their blood, sweat, and tears into this program. And uh, there's been a lot of good times here of of late, and there's been some some times over the last four or five years that have been dark days, as we all know. And uh, really happy for these young men. They they've stuck it out. When I was talking with Jeff Charles earlier today on his show, uh, you know, in, in today's age of the transfer portal, uh, I kind of made the joke: if your your cornflakes get soggy too fast. Uh, people transfer, you know, just because they don't like something, they transfer. Well, these guys stuck it out. And very proud of the young men they are, and you've had a chance to get to know them on the players' lounge each week. And just uh, they're great people. You know, they're just really good people. Not only great football players, but they're really good people. And looking forward to see where where life takes them. And I'm sure each each and every one of these young men are going to be successful in what they do because they've proven that hard work does pay off. And I think that's a life lesson. That a lot of people can learn from and uh, they've taken the life lessons that they've learned whether it's uh, on the field or off the field and they're going to apply it to life and I'm, I'm again these guys are going to be brothers for life and it's really exciting to see where they go from here morgan Aylers joining us pit electric live line east carolina and houston coming up on saturday another question morgan uh you know local politics steve hill pointed out earlier that this is uh saturday will kind of wrap up the local politics era so you as the one pulling the strings here the godfather of pirate football uh who are you going to implement at quarterback next year will it be mason garcia or are you you bringing in uh do you have another relative what are you going to do morgan well i i just found out that i have another child he's six so we're going to put him in. He'll be a seven-year-old quarterback prodigy now. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. No, I've, <laughs> four wonderful boys, and if anybody else shows up, statue of limitations is over with. I'm done. <laughs> okay. No extra seats at the Thanksgiving table uh, this year. That's right. No, no more seats. No, I, you know, right now it's Mason. Yeah. I think it's going to be Mason. You know, Mason's been the understudy right now, and uh, hopefully he, he can, you know, take the reins over, and he's in – it's like I told Holden when he was younger. I said, when you get out there and you start looking and listening to these quarterbacks, you learn from them. You learn how these these guys do the right things. And you know, you, you mentioned Shane Carden. I can remember Tom McClellan telling me this that Shane did such a great job working with the young quarterbacks as he was older. He pulled them off to the side and you know, show them things that they could look at and everything. And I've tried to instill that in Holden. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's done that as well. And I think Mason's going to have a good career here at East Carolina. I really do. And I'm 
excited for what the future holds for pirate football. I mean, I'm fully invested in it. I'm looking forward to calling them next year as well. Yeah, and uh, maybe a little pressure off of you, Morgan. We haven't talked a ton about this, but like, how has it been to to be there for every hit Holden's take, every interception he's thrown, but also obviously the great times uh, being there on the mic. I mean, that has to be. You're in a very stressful position, and you've somehow been able to handle it and, and do it all these years. Well, thank you. It's it, it, it is difficult. It's difficult to keep my mouth shut sometimes, and um, you and I have talked about that many times off the air. Um, but you know, it's it's been a blessing. It's been hard at times. It's been very rewarding. And you know, Gary Short and Brian Bailey they did a great piece yesterday, yeah. and thank you so much because that meant a lot to the family. And I think. They had a GoPro on me last game, and you can see that, and I don't even realize that I do this, how much I do cheer in the press box, <laughs> in the operation box, and then I've got to turn the microphone on and try to do my job. Uh, and it's, it's actually easier doing it at home because i got other things to take my mind off what's going on in the field. Uh, the way games are, are a lot tougher because all I have to do is just focus on the game. and That's when my nerves start getting the best of me sometimes, but uh, – no, it's been been really a cool experience for me personally. Hopefully, uh, you know, Holton will realize that, and I think he does a little bit now, that, you know, what it means to the family and our friends. And it's just been a really cool experience and, uh, you know, been truly blessed. Truly blessed. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Pitt Electric Live Line will be on the mic tomorrow. will be on the field at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium as East Carolina takes on Houston. And uh, the Pirates are favorite in that game, Morgan. And from a game standpoint, uh, this is a Houston team that gives up a lot of points. They can score a lot of points. They play kind of a frantic style of football, which embodies their uh, their head coach, uh, Dana Holgerson, and kind of his actions on the sidelines. So bottom line, with everything going on and, and, and all the festivities and hoopla and, and what you'll be involved in with your family, it should be a, a fun football game, a good football game on Saturday. I think so, too. I mean, Houston's a very good football team. I know they've been in some crazy games this year. and um, You know, I, I really believe that our defense is up for the challenge. I think that that we've got one of the better defenses, if not, in my opinion, the best defense in the in the conference. Uh, we have to put pressure on their quarterback. I think if we can do that, uh, it, you know, maybe force them into some uh, not-so-good decisions, and we can take advantage of it. I think offensively, uh, their front seven's pretty good. I think their defensive backfield has been beat up by injuries this year, and I think that's where teams have taken advantage. I think it was last week Temple almost threw for 500 yards against them. Actually had the lead late in the game, but they had enough time. They threw a long pass for a touchdown in Houston, did to win the game. Uh, you know, So it's going to be an exciting day. It's going to be a beautiful day. I understand they're expecting a crowd of you know over 40,000 people, which – You've been out there many times. The last game of the year, and over the you know, yeah, you might be lucky to have five or six thousand to have forty thousand people at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on the final game of the year. Says a whole lot for where this program has come to where it is now, and the fan base has really responded. And I know these seniors are going to really appreciate a great turnout tomorrow. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, you've also been on the PA for some awesome basketball and uh, some frantic, crazy basketball. East Carolina has uh, got down by huge double-digit leads in their first three games, won all three games, and uh, it has been crazy. Mike Schwartz kind of 
uh smirked about it after win one win two he was upset after the win on uh on wednesday night he is tired of these deficits wants to see some better starts early but give these guys credit they are fighting uh clawing back and i tell you what it's made for some fun games in mingy's it really has um i think this team is going to take we it's going to take a little time to jail and, and figure out who's doing what and when they're doing it uh, you know the other night you know hats off to hampton they came in. They had about four guys that are all about six five, six six. That could play, could run, could shoot. And I think at one point, late in the second half, they they were shooting seventy percent mm. up until about the five last five or six minute mark of the game. And then you know, very few teams can keep that up the whole game. It just laws of averages say you're going to start missing some shots. They did. We took advantage of it. We ran up and down the court a little bit. The defensive pressure, I think, got to them a little bit. They got frustrated. We're able to make that come back and come out with a win, but you, you better figure things out pretty quick because you're getting ready to come into the short rows of the non-conference season. Yeah, conference starts into December, and if you get down to twenty, you know, points to a Memphis or you know Cincinnati or whoever in our conference, it doesn't matter. Chances of coming back aren't that good. <laughs> so you know they've got to start uh, find a way to get a faster start. You know, making some of those early shots early, keeping contention, then start playing. You know. Maybe the second half breakaway. So we'll see what happens. But I like what Coach Schwartz is doing defensively. They're fun to watch. They're really getting after it. I think that made a big difference the first three games, especially late. No doubt. Morgan Aylers joining us. Pitt Electric Live Line, East Carolina, going to be away from home for a while uh, down in Florida, beginning Monday at 1.30 against Indiana State, then on the road at Old Dominion. Morgan, thanks for your time today. Uh, have a uh, a great day tomorrow, and um, proud, you know, happy for the uh, the Aylers family, and we'll see Holden one more time on the field. Looking forward to it, man. Thanks, Clip, and thanks for all you guys and what you do at Pirate Radio. I mean, I know I'm part of it. But you guys do such a great job on game days, the pregame, the postgame. People don't realize the effort that goes into that, and uh, you know, you guys do such a great job in being able to stay win or loss after the, the postgame's not easy. <laughs> uh, you know, and I've been there, done that in the past, in my past lives too. And it's yeah. not easy, but uh, you guys do such a great job. And uh, kudos to everybody involved. Well, I think you said you're going to have a post game meal with the family. Hopefully, while y'all were doing that, we're having a fun uh, fifth quarter after a pirate victory on Saturday evening. That'd be a that'd be a blast. So, Morgan, I will talk to you soon, man. Thank you, Clip. You guys have a great weekend and go Pirates. See you, bud. There's Morgan Aylers joining us. Pit Electric Live Line. All right, Wes. Let's open up the booty bag. What do you think? Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, how about 18? Bricks, Budweiser, the king of beers. It is on the line right now, 317-1250. And we're going to go caller four, so get in quick. 317-1250, a winner of 18 Budweiser bottles. It can be yours. If you are caller number four right now, 317-1250, we're back. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show will join us after this.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere for their customers. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has one of the biggest used car inventories in eastern North Carolina. Shop online today at EastCarolinaChryslerDodge.com. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Go Pirates! Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Looking forward to a football weekend with some hoops and other things sprinkled in. We'll talk about the sports weekend and what's going on right now with Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way uh eight to nine tomorrow as we'll uh that will lead into the ube pirate preview and then our coverage on the bud light pregame tailgate so you'll hear from greeny bright and early on pirate radio on saturday morning greeny how you doing today man i'm doing great cliff how about you hey doing great and uh good to check in with you again and and sorry to bring this up but i don't think we've talked since uh clemson lost to notre dame and uh, saw their title hopes kind of dash there for the college football playoff. Still playing for an ACC title where you'll meet North Carolina in Charlotte in a couple of weeks. But Greeny with a team that's like playoff or bust, you know, can you get excited about a, a rivalry game with South Carolina or an ACC championship or anything like that? Uh, I mean, yeah, you still want the ACC championship because you didn't get it last year. Um, but, you know, it really it comes down to we've been saying this all along, which quarterback shows up, which DJ shows up each week, right? And the bad one showed up at Notre Dame. Um, I I think the thing that got me was, you know, when he got yanked in that Syracuse game, part of him getting yanked was, you know, he got strip sacked at the, at the four yard line and they picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown, uh, which kind of ruined any momentum. They started off in the Syracuse game with, well, then you look at what DJ does against Notre, uh, against Notre Dame. He didn't. He did not pull the ball out of a running back's hands. I think until midway through the third quarter. So, you know that's what's been happening to him. He throws an interception. He gets scared to throw the ball. He fumbles the ball. He gets scared to run the ball. So, you know, he's got to get over that hump. You make mistakes. You got to be able to have the short memory and move on. Apparently, he doesn't do that very well. So, again, you you look to see against Miami, a team that you should blow out, being favored by nineteen this week. You look at South Carolina next week, another team that they should handle fairly easily uh, to get yourself to North Carolina. And if you're not performing offensively against North Carolina, your defense is only going to hang in there so long against the Tar Heels. Mark Greenelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. If we were, if we had the expanded college football playoff this year, then Clemson would certainly be alive, Alabama would be alive, even North Carolina, uh, if they could run through this and beat Clemson in the ACC championship. So that would be a great thing to have all these um, important games late in the year. Some on the other side argue that should those teams really be, you know, competing for a national championship? Are they good enough? So where do you sit on that, Greeny, where uh, the expanded playoffs we'll see in a few years? Well, it's going to be interesting because, you know, even if let's say you had 12 teams, I think right now the landscape of college football, maybe it's changing because you're getting Tennessee Mm-hmm. back you've got a team like tcu in there you got southern cal who's got some promise right we've seen like the potential out of a team like utah um but we've seen a bunch of these team ha- teams have potential do they really have what it takes to beat 
really a Georgia and Ohio State, uh, Michigan. You know, Alabama's having a little bit of a down year this year. Um, for me, I don't know. I don't think that expanded playoffs going to do anything other than potentially have a game where somebody like a quarterback from a Georgia or Ohio State or somebody gets hurt and then they end up losing, and then you really may not get the ultimate national champion. So that's kind of what I see. I mean, it seems like since we've had this four-team playoff, for the most part, it's been like we feel like three teams really have a shot at winning, right? And the fourth team's kind of like that extra that we get in there. So I don't know. Unless unless you get a lot of improvement and you get maybe six or seven teams that have that feel that, they, that they're the one that, that they, they could win a national championship – but right now, you still feel like it's kind of like Georgia and the Ohio State-Michigan winner. Yeah, Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Fascinating to see what happens this weekend. TCU at Baylor, USC at UCLA. Can they hang on, uh, keep winning, and improve their spots? Or will losses open the door for new teams? Uh, it's fascinating to watch here down the stretch. Greeny, let's talk a little NFL. Boy, things have changed in the NFC uh, in the AFC East since we last talked. The Bills uh, are certainly human. The Dolphins with Tua are unbeatable, or at least undefeated right now when he plays. And now you got the Patriots and Jets uh, jockeying for position, a rematch of a few weeks ago. All of a sudden, that's a huge game in the AFC. So every team right now with a winning record uh, in that division. Isn't it the joke that Tom Brady's the luckiest guy in the world because he's sitting at 5-5 five and five leading his division <laughs> the Patriots are at 5-4 and four and they're in last place in their division? Uh, but yeah, they've suddenly, you know, here we all thought that the AFC West with the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders, that, you know, maybe you see three teams get in from that division. Now on the flip side of that, to your point, it looks like maybe the AFC East is kind of the toughest division on the AFC side. And do you get three teams in from that one? And man, Buffalo having to go play in Detroit because of all the snow that's falling, does that impact them going down the road and give the other teams the advantage because they're not necessarily playing a home game? Yeah, that story, uh, they will be playing in Detroit due to all the snow, and we'll see if that could be an equalizer or do the nice weather conditions help Josh Allen uh, and company air it out uh, against the Browns. We'll see on Sunday. Greeny, uh, catch us up on what's going on in the golf world. What are the headlines? What are we uh, following this week? Well, really, we're following um, the final event on the PGA Tour down at uh, Sea Island, Georgia, the RSM Classic. And, you know, one of the storylines for me this week is you had Akshay Bhatia, who had to shoot like eight under par to Monday qualify to get into this thing. Then you're saying, okay, maybe he's got a little mojo coming into this week. Remember, he won the first event on the Corn Ferry Tour last year and then missed 13 cuts the rest of the way, didn't even make the top 25, didn't get a PGA Tour card through the finals. So he was out there struggling. Monday qualifies, comes out, shoots three over par uh, in the first round, and then shoots nine under par today to get to six under par, only six shots behind the leader, and making the cut. So that's one of the great stories of this week. You also have Sahih Figala, who we kind of jumped onto the scene kind of mid-year this year, and he's in the mix. He's only one shot back at 11 under par. So a couple of guys to watch out for. Again, these are the events where maybe we, we see a preview of who could have a hot uh, start to the year in 2023. And then on the flip side of it, you have the LPGA Tour, who's got their tour championship this week. And Lydia Ko taking a five-shot lead into the weekend. 
as she makes her resurgence to the top of leaderboards uh, throughout 2022. Greeny, always monitoring what goes on in the golf world, uh, also following football. How about this, uh, Mark? Where does the World Cup uh, fall into your list of sports to follow? It begins on Sunday with the first game, uh, Qatar and Ecuador. Uh, United States will play on Monday coming up two o'clock against wales so usually it's during the summer when really nothing much is going on now it's uh during basketball football all this stuff so uh is that on your radar at all for this upcoming weekend now that they ban beer in the stadium <laughs> who wants to really watch now now uh, yeah. you know it is a it is a big event and um you know I, I think i'll follow along i think i'll catch maybe some of the big teams um you know i i do follow manchester united in the premier league so maybe i'll poke around and see, uh, you know, how some of their players are doing, check out the U.S., and, you know, see how this is playing out. I mean, we know that they had to move it, uh, obviously, because of the weather, so it'll be nice and warm and almost too hot there in in Qatar. So uh, it'll be on the radar, I think, uh, you know, maybe catch a little Patriots Jets and uh, and see what the U.S. uh, national team is. Now, I will say, Cliff, I am going to Clemson to see Miami at Clemson tomorrow afternoon, so... Uh, do have a full packed weekend there you go a lot going on with mark greenhelge golf shop radio show coming up on saturday greeny what you got planned uh for the show in the morning so we're going to check in from the rsm with rex hoggard and uh, kind of maybe talk about th- things as we wrap up the season here on the pga tour we do know that we got tiger coming to play in uh some events coming up so we'll chat with rex a little bit about that we'll check in down in myrtle beach And I'll actually be in Myrtle Beach uh, the following weekend after Thanksgiving. So a lot of busy travel for me coming up. We'll talk college football with Bill Bender. We'll probably talk some NFL as well. And uh, we'll see what else is going on. So good stuff. Busy weekend. All right, Granny. Thanks for joining us, man. Have a great show. Great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, Cliff. Have a good one. Thank you. There's Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, uh, joining us on pirate radio live on the pit electric live line let's take a break when we return we'll hear from pirate defensive coordinator blake harrell houston gives up a lot of points houston scores a lot of points we'll talk about what uh, they do well senior day and more we'll hear from the defensive coordinator of the pirates blake harrell when we return on pirate radio live here on a friday after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Oh, man. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations at Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas, which is the best for all you boat owners. Country Mart, filling you up with great great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back into uh, PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock. And Clip, I believe we're having some Country Mart in the morning. Yeah, cheese biscuits, sausage dogs, fired mm. up. Fat back for Shirley, which I'm going to probably steal some. That will uh, make you get up and get on into work when you got something to look forward to like that. Absolutely. Fired up for that. Uh, hoops, Charleston up twenty, uh, 31 to 23 on Colorado State. 
They're playing in the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic. Winner gets Virginia Tech on Sunday. Uh, but right now, first half lead for the Cougars. Uh, football tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. South Florida is at Tulsa. That is at 9 o'clock at 945 San Diego State at New Mexico. So a ton of college hoops on tonight, including uh, Baylor, Virginia. It's a pretty good one coming up at 7 o'clock. Indiana uh, Xavier play at 6 o'clock. Uh, Oklahoma State UCF. South Carolina Davidson, UNCW versus Tristan Newton and UConn. So uh, some interesting college matchups. Number eight, UCLA taking on Illinois uh, tonight as well. And then next week you got Maui and uh, Battle for Atlantis and all those tournaments. So there'll be some great college basketball on next week. Uh, Let's talk some football. We'll be doing that coming up 10 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday and uh, right now, we will hear from the defensive coordinator of the Pirates, Blake Harrell, as he gets ready for this Cougars offense that can put up a lot of points. Here was his Q&A earlier this week. Uh, boy, you guys uh, have quite a challenge this week with Houston. I think they're averaging like 46 points a game over the last four. Just what has made them so explosive? Well, you know, I, I think the two guys that stand out to me is uh, Clayton Tone, and he's, you know, it seems like – I keep talking about the quarterbacks in this league. And this quarterback, this league is full of a bunch of good quarterbacks. Pratt, Toon, Holton Aylers. Uh, you can go on down the list. Mordecai from SMU. You, could, you know, the UCF is a different kind of quarterback, but a really good quarterback. Uh, but Clayton Toon stands out to me. I think he's top in the conference in passing yards right now. Uh, top five in the nation in passing yards. Um, and he's playing better this year. I think he played last year. Just the thing he can do, too, if the play breaks down, he can take off scrambling and, and pick up some yards there. He's had a couple of long runs. I don't remember him moving that well last year. He's moving really well right, right now. Uh, Nathaniel Tankdale is, uh, you know, is really special. He, he may not be very big out there, but he's the best route runner uh, in the conference, maybe the best receiver in the conference. Uh, you know, he, he can do some damage. you got to know where he's at at all times. And uh, The thing that makes him special, too, is he can line up out wide. He can line up in the slot, to the field, to the boundary. He moves around, so you can't just, you can't just make a plan for him in one place. you got to make sure you're, you're accountable for him in all, all areas. And then they got some supporting cast of that too. Um, number eight, number thirteen, those guys are out there. Uh, the tight end is doing really well. The freshman ten, um, so he, he's got some guys that he can sling it around too. So it's not just Dale. And then I think the run game—you kind of forget, you know, thinking pass, pass, pass—and they're patient enough to sit there and run the football. And they they ran the football for 150 yards uh, on the season is what they're averaging. So uh, very balanced offense, very balanced attack. <clears throat> And they do a good job putting putting it in the end zone too. That's that's where they they don't sell for a lot of field goals. They'll go for it on fourth down, and they'll go uh, try to stick it in the box. Miles and X are graduating now, going to leave in the program. That's got to be special for you to see those guys from kind of the point that you got here, even a year later than the start, to see them as, as grown men. Yeah, yeah, it is, and, and that's for all our seniors, and uh, you know, especially Miles and X and Gerard, who, who defensively been here the whole time, and. And we keep talking. I think Coach Houston's talked about it, and I keep talking about those guys. Just the way they're changing the culture in the program every single day. Um, it may not be where we want it quite yet, but thank God it's not where it was when they came in. And I think sometimes, I've always said this about a program. Sometimes the hardest part is the getting it changed, and you know, pivoting to get into the correct culture. Sometimes when you walk into a program and it's when all you know is win, win, win. Well, that's easy just to follow those footsteps. But when nobody has led before you and, you know, 
paved the way for you, that can be tough. And I think those guys, just really proud of those guys. And, you know, I keep telling them this week how much I love them, how, how proud I am of them, and just excited to be around them each and every day. And I just want to go see them one last time in Dowdy Ficklin and, and go play their best football and go play our best football defensively and go get those guys a win that they deserve. Going against a team that isn't afraid to air it out, what's that – conversation been like with the secondary and the energy knowing that you know they have a pretty tough challenge ahead of them. Yeah, I think it's a challenge and I think the guys are excited about it. You know, they're they're excited every challenge that comes up every week, whether it be the ground game, pass game, this guy, that guy, whoever it may be. You know, so we gotta make sure we keep the ball in front of us, make sure we don't give up the explosive play. That's that's been the focus again. Um, you know, obviously last week we gave up the explosive play and it it, it turned out to be the difference in the ball game. So we got to make sure we keep the ball in front of us and make them earn their way down the field. Um, and if we do that, we think we'll have a chance to win a ball game at the end of the game. How, you know, you guys have stopped the run pretty much all year. Maybe BYU got you guys a couple times. But how happy have you been with that? And then pass coverage-wise, you'll have made strides the last few games. You feel like you are starting to, to figure out some things there too? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and, you know, you go back and forth from game plan to game plan and, what you want to take away, you know, it, with BYU is Jaron Hall and Puka and those guys and their air raid stuff. I, you know, there's there's another quarterback. I, we looked up top. Somebody was talking about the top quarterbacks in the, in the country throwing yards, and um, and obviously Tune was in there. But I happened to see Jaron Hall in there, Cincinnati's kid in there, top 25 in, in the nation passing yards. But you know, each each week you go into, hey, what do we need to stop? Last week it was obviously the run. We need to stop first and foremost. Uh, but not, you know, give up the big play. And I think it's I kind of all molding together and all meshing together. Um, and at this point in the season, that's kind of where you, you want it to come to, you know, is, hey, we can pull from this game plan, pull from that game plan, and, and take what we need to be sound against the run, stop the run, get the run game stopped, but also make sure we we good in the passing game too, whether it's rushing the passer, playing coverage, and taking away their top targets, those type of things. You mentioned the explosive play. I'm going to – Get you comment on officials. They're like base got kind of shoved in the back there. Is there, I don't know, is it another guy still could have came in and stopped that play? Or what, what did you see on those two yeah. short passes? Yeah, it was third, third and five on the on the first one. Um, they hadn't thrown a screen all year on third down. Um, and just, you know, chatting with some, some of the coaches after the game like you usually do. It's just something they, they kind of pulled out of the air there. Um, and we got to play it better at the end of the day, you know, and I'll never comment on an official going one way or the other because at the end of the day, we always pull the thumb say, what can we do better? I, I think we got to take a little bit of our angle, you know, get there a little earlier. Uh, I thought a few other guys made some bad moves as far as going behind a lineman and stay over the top, and we got to get that thing on the ground. So at the end of the day, you know, I pull, I'll pull the thumb on myself and say, hey, maybe I can get us in a better call there. I think when they motioned out to empty, <clears throat> that would have been a good time to probably get us into a better call in a situation uh, where we had a better chance that, you know, if it was a screen game, quick game type scenario, uh, usually screen games come on, you know, normal downs, first and second down, third and long, third and extra long. You don't expect those in third and five. But to their credit, they're putting the ball in the, in the playmaker's hand. Um, and then the same thing on the P&T in the first and ten, uh, a couple, you know, a couple series later uh, that 21 had, we just, we were, in a, we were in a call, you know, they put one and 21 into the boundary. All, all season long, they brought one back to the field, handed the jet, jet sweep to him. So we got a run sound call there. So the safety comes down into the box. They'll play the run, kind of leaves the corner one-on-one. Uh, don't get the slant cut off, you know. And, and you got you to give those guys some help on, on special guys like that because once, once those guys catch it, I mean, neither one of those throws were more than seven, eight yards down the field. They just 
have the athleticism and the speed to take to the house. So that's that's where we got to make sure we're giving those guys help. You know, be sound against the run. Make sure we we got enough guys in the box to stop and run, but also enough guys to double up their their best players and their speed guys. So we make sure something like that doesn't happen again. So we give give ourselves a chance to win the game. Miles Bigger's kind of come into his own through the last year, year and a half. Yeah. What What do you see out of him every day? You know that we don't that we don't necessarily get to see. A man, I really do. Like, you know, and even talking about coming into his own last, you know, year and a half or so. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, I think when he got healthy, you've seen, especially last week, just him flashing and him playing like Miles Berry is capable of playing. And I expect that the rest of the season from him. But every single day, I, I just look at him and he, he's, you know, he's a man um, and just very mature about himself, how he carries himself and represents this program. Uh, not only as a football player, as a student athlete, but this university too. And just, you know, so proud of him and just what he, the adversity he's dealt with in life. And just so excited for him, just his next step forward after football, uh, whether it's football or just a career. Just really excited for him and just really proud of him. All right, Blake Harrell there on Miles Berry, who uh, we have really enjoyed getting to know Mondays on the Players Lounge and also the. Uh, offense he'll be facing the houston cougars coming up on saturday looking forward to a fun bud light pregame tailgate beginning at 10 a.m on saturday morning and we'll be with you after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show uh around 5 30 or so uh, let's take our last break we'll come back you're ready to wrap up a friday edition of pirate radio live back with you after this Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 60,000 followers today at PR927FM. Now, let's head back into... Actually, before we go back into the show, congratulations to Mac Hodges, who is the winner of our Free Beer Friday today. So, now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, getting ready to wrap up uh, today's show. And uh, Wes Hines is here, Chan Man. Um, Wes, uh, let's see. We'll do some trivia. (laughs) Here we go, Wes. You ready? All right. I guess I'll be as ready as I'll ever be. You're a wrestling guy, Wes. Yes. Who holds the record for most Royal Rumble appearances with 20? His first was in 1996. His last was in 2021. That would be, uh, and he he did it this person did it as different mm-hmm. characters but most of them as one yep but well, what do you got i'm gonna go with uh, uh i know i'm i think i'm gonna blow it <laughs> i 
I know I'm going to blow it. <laughs> what do you got? I'm going to say it's Edge, but I know I'm wrong. Hey. Oh, God. All right. Wait a minute. Just hold relax. On, hold on, Nobody's even Chill said out. anything. Chill out, Wes. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Edge is incorrect. Yeah. Do you have another guess? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you? So do you think you know who it is? Uh, I I saw this last week on, on Facebook, and I now forgot who it was again. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> it's not The Rock, is it? No. 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 Mm-mm. I blew it. So... I'm going to tell you this, Wes. He had okay. different names and characters. Yeah. One of the uh, characters he wrestled in the Royal Rumble as was Isaac Yankum, huh? DDS. Mm. You know what? I just got this now. <laughs> he was a dentist, so his name was I oh. Yankum. <laughs> okay. That can only be Kane. Kane is correct. Kane? 20 appearances in Kane the Royal Kane wrestled Rumble. in 2021? Wasn't he like the mayor of some town? Yeah, I guess yes. it was one of those surprise That's right. entries. Huh. Shockingly, Wes, number two on the list, most Rumble appearances, Dolph Ziggler with 15. Dolph Ziggler. Who has uh, just been around for a while now. Mm. So there you go. You still watching? Uh, do you watch like current wrestling, Wes? I w- on occasion. Now yeah. there's... Now, since his whole Roman Reigns deal where he's holding both titles and all this stuff, I'm, I've got tired of gotcha. got tired of that. Yeah. But I, I will say, I, I will have give give uh, proper props. Proper um, props. Proper props. It has been a little bit better since uh, the retirement of, um, of Vince McMahon. So you can tell there's a bit of a different direction. 100% okay. totally different. I might uh, might check out some SmackDown tonight, see if Bray Wyatt does anything. I'm interested in yeah, what he's going to do. Now, I'm going to tell you, I actually like bringing, seeing him brought back and the spin around from the, the ugly guy to the to the um, the spinoff of, what was, what's that girl's name? Um, Alexa Bliss? Yeah. Are you talking, yeah. yeah, that whole thing. It, it, the, all three tying together. I love it. All right, good deal. Wes, good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Chandler, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. Bright and uh, we'll see all y'all tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Saturday morning, on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live Monday, 3 o'clock, with the Players' Lounge. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody. to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.